Hey everyone, welcome back to Gothic's Rest. We are on episode number 16, joined by the horrible bird facts. Wow, you can't just say that about me. <laughs> I would personally describe myself as, yeah, that horrible is probably fine. <laughs> uh, you, you said, I think on the last episode, I, I, called, I said lovely or something, and you said oh. no. I don't even so. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that I mean, it's out. been over a week now. Um, we're recording this on a bit of an odd day. Uh, we were going to record Thursday, but I wasn't feeling great that day. And we're and also we going to record Tuesday. Have... <laughs> yeah, we're also going to record Tuesday, but uh, you know, some stuff happened. So uh, it's just the two of us. Um, and we can yeah. make it if we try. Yes. Just the two of us. I'm sorry. You got it. You got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, you know, there was some updates this week. Nothing too crazy. But um, I just kind of felt like recording. I I almost did like a solo recording. I was like, that'd be weird. Um, that'd be odd. That'd be rather uh, Anyways, if you want to hear uh, me talk about the uh, Desert Treasure 2 post quest stuff, uh, by myself, uh, go to patreon.com slash gothicsrest where I put out a free one hour little unedited thing of me talking about the bosses. Or you can listen to us probably talk about it. Maybe not right now, but pretty soon. Because yeah. I've actually done I finished yeah, the now, quest this time. Yeah, Bird's actually done it now. So I'm actually excited to talk to him about uh about the quest and what he thought about it. Because I have some more thoughts now that I've kind of digested it for a bit. Um, and heard other people's opinions, but uh, before we get into any of that, Bird, how's your week been? Uh, you know, it's it's been wacky. It's been it's been funny. Um, new job's been pretty easy, honestly. Um, on the weekends, we basically just like move a bunch of office stuff around, so like computers, desks, uh, various supplies. Uh, sometimes from one building to the next, sometimes into the same building, sometimes into a truck. And then on the weekdays, I'm pretty much always so far, I've always been on truck, which basically just means I get paid to sit in I-5 traffic. I mean, you know, there's worse jobs out there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't really mind it. Everybody's chill. So usually when I'm on truck, we're just like goofing around, um, chatting. Oh yeah. That's a good time. So it'd be, it'd suck if like you didn't like your coworkers and it was just sitting in silence yeah in no, traffic since for... since it's like you know around microsoft campus type area everybody's mm -hmm. kind of like-minded ish everybody's like everybody's aware of like video games and technology to some degree but for the most part that everybody's kind of a gamer i'll be honest oh yeah dude so there's usually something to talk about yeah that's a good time i'm assuming none of them play uh old school <laughs> I, I don't think so um sometimes yeah. when people ask have asked me like hey what do you play i usually start with destiny 2 even though i don't play it that much anymore um because people know what destiny 2 is it's very it's very popular um and then i'll usually say uh i won't say old school runescape i'll just say runescape because i know if i say runescape people are more likely to have a reaction to that and then mm -hmm. they'll ask like oh do you play if they know they'll ask me if i play rs3 or old school yeah, that's uh, 
that, that's a good way to like figure out if people are uh if you know you know and that's how you yeah, tell if you if know they you know, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah most people if they someone know those be like, oh like the game we played when we were all kids yeah but and then it's like okay well i know this guy probably played runescape back in the day but has no idea what's going on nowadays whereas if someone asks me oh do you play rs3 or old school then i'm like okay this guy knows this guy's in oh yeah anyways actually in the game stuff uh mm-hmm. cerberus what a boss mm. <laughs> yeah i saw uh you post a, a couple drops over in drops and achievements yeah. in in petscape i i did 200 kills and got decently lucky because i got three drops the first drop was a big Asian crystal okay uh, you know cool but moderately disappointing um i don't have ranger boots and even if i did pig Asians are kind of a joke um, yeah it's it's not that big of a upgrade it, it is it is honestly just hilarious looking at the price differentials between the the crystals mm-hmm. the uh primordials like what 30 mil 27 mil 28.5 mil apparently yeah. the eternals 3.41 mil the smoldering mm-hmm. stones 5.77 mil and then the pagasians 165k yeah i think that's just because like you know eternals are only mm-hmm. valuable because of shadow yeah, I was gonna say Eternal Shadow. They used to be a joke, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the melee boots. You know, you're they upgrading dragon boots. Yeah, That's but you're upgrading dragon boots, which are super common. So that that's why like the crystal there is expensive. I mean, rather than I feel the like the Pegasian crystal would be expensive if it gave range strength, but it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. But- yeah, but the rare component there isn't the crystal, it's um it's the the ranger boots. So but I don't think that really is relevant personally. I think the the price is based on, you know, what value you're getting out of the item and I the Pegasian to, crystal. To an extent, there is still a greater value there. So I I imagine if it gave raid strength, it probably wouldn't be as expensive as the uh the primordial crystal but it would probably be more in line with like the eternal crystal maybe a little bit more since it actually gave range strength if it you know in this hypothetical universe where they made them useful at all just give them plus two range strength jagex just do it fuck it you know probably not you know probably not gonna I happen i don't necessarily disagree i think there should be a rebalancing yeah it's probably too late um i imagine it would have like some whack-ass effect on the market they probably don't want to do that so we'll probably see you know, Pegasian Crystal 2 that you can attach to the fucking Pegasian boots. No, I don't think we'll we'll ever see that. I, I think I honestly wouldn't be fucking surprised at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna assume we're not going to get a uh boot upgrade for a very long time. Cause who's who's out here asking for a boot upgrade? Me. Right now. Oh, okay. Pegasians suck and I want them to not suck. Um, have you thought about them? I don't know. I think they could just rebalance them. I'd be fine with that, too. Just give them, like, plus two range strength. Fuck it. Yeah. Eternal boots are probably fine where they are. Since you probably wouldn't even exists. get a max hit most of the time out of no. plus two, right? No, probably not. Um, Especially with uh, the new ring also being a plus two, even though I think that should be a plus four, but... Yeah, the new rings have fucking crashed in price. Um, yeah, I mean, because we'll, they, we'll, they we'll said that. that they were making the drop rates 
you know, lower. 30% more common. Yeah. And so everybody's immediately like, oh, well, it's over, guys. Fuck it. Yeah. There's a lot of panic selling. It's so average. Yeah. I imagine it's good. It's a good time to be a, a merching person right now. I mean, who would have seen that, though? Like, who's like, mm, yes, I will purchase all these rings right after the announcement because they're going to crash and then go back up slightly. You know, I mean, I feel like as soon as you see them crash, you could buy them because you'd be like, but oh, it was so quick. You know, like, have they already restabilized? I, I, I haven't. Been following. Yeah, they've restabilized. Oh, okay. they, they went back up like 10 mil or something each. How much are um, they like 30 mil ish? Uh, I think GE that's probably how much rings. the. I imagine that's how much the uh, the Ultor. I think is the melee one. Ultor ring is worth. Ultor ring is sitting at 118. Jeez. Um, for plus four had, melee strength. God damn. Yeah, they had a their lowest. Oh, they're actually just going down still slightly. Okay. Yeah, I'd imagine that one would continue to go down for a while. That is an insane. It price. was sitting at. 215 pretty stably for a while or like 210 to 220 somewhere in between That's there crazy and then it crashed uh immediately down to 178 had another crash at 125 and then it's just kind of steadily gone down after it slightly rebounded from that yeah it's i i have not been paying attention to the ge prices at all probably completely unsurprising to hear but yeah, I think some of the other rings have had. Yeah, how much is my boy Venator ring? The Venator ring. Um, that's the one that I could theoretically get because I have done the most of that boss. Venator ring. It's sitting at 115 right now. That's a, wow. I honestly yeah, that thought one... that one would be a lot cheaper than Ultra Ring, like by a significant margin. Um, but that's like not no... that much. Ultor is like kind of one of the cheaper ones actually right now. I guess because everybody's probably grinding it because it's, you know, the most useful ring. And apparently, well, not apparently, the Vardorvis fight's pretty good and pretty quick. The Bellator so. ring had like one of the biggest drops. It uh, was going up actually. Is Bellator post- Mage? Or- Bellator, I think, is a slash one. Yeah, because that one should be worth like basically nothing. No, so it's actually really good with Scythe. Because it's like a plus 20 uh, slash bonus. 20? I thought it was only going to be like 12. Yeah, no, they buffed it. Uh, they buffed it pre-release. Let's um, take a look here. Bellator ring. It went from... Yeah, it's a plus 20 slash. That's not On terrible, release, it was like 280 mil. And Isn't... then it went up to 340. I just don't understand why it's plus 6 strength, man. Why Why is it not plus 8? You know? Why couldn't yeah, it just it was... be the same as B-ring? It'd be really good at plus eight. I feel like it would be like actually very good. Very, but very like at Vardorvis, um, it's like best in slot ring because you need the slash bonus. Yeah. I don't know. Cause, but you don't if you're using the fang. Haha. Well, the slash bonus is still nice to I mean, have. Yeah, but funny um, fang moment. Before we get too sidetracked on this, anything else happened? I got a smoldering stone as well, so I can do the infernal axe step now. Yippee. Hell yeah. You said you got three drops? Yeah. Oh, or... yeah. I got a second Pigasian crystal. Oh, great. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Well, like, I was so excited. Well, your your groupie gets one, I guess. Yeah, if he ever <laughs> logs in. Oh, has he not been playing? No. Oh. 
And I it's also haven't been playing. <laughs> I'm just playing Stealth Iron Man. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, you know, slight benefit of that is uh, as long as you don't chat, you don't get crashed at places because people can't look yeah. up that you're an Iron Man. You could probably um, tell in some places from my gear, um, but that yeah. is going to become like harder and harder like a to distinguish as my account continues to progress. So, yeah. Um, this week I've been just doing mostly agility. I got ninety nine yep. cooking, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I was, I was to like, see you got ninety nine cooking. I figured you'd probably have that one, but well, I've been sitting at like a third of the way to ninety nine from ninety eight. Like I have like that one, man. Come on, months now, and I've had it banked. I just haven't done it. Um. And I was like, you know what? I need to do something while I do some D&D prep. And I really need, like, the AFK time. So it was either that or fletching. Um, and so I just did cooking. But, um, yeah, I got 99 cooking uh, a couple days ago. And then, for some reason, I had, like, an urge to do PvP. Oh, yeah, I saw you posting a lot of uh, LMS collection log updates. Yeah, I, I, I mostly went on because there's a lot of bots right now, so it's just a lot of free points. Yeah, I was about to say, are they bad bots or are they cheater bots? They're like bad bots. There was one guy that I fought that was using um, auto prayer, which was really obnoxious. Um, at first, I was fighting him for like 30 seconds or so, and I'm like, oh shit, this guy's kind of good. And then I was like, wait, hold on, and I just start like rapidly swapping between my staff my crossbow and my whip and he's just auto like literally the tick the weapons out he's on the prayer and then i start staff bashing him and he's still on mage prayer and i just type out lol nice auto prayer and he he just starts like typing and like kind of nonsense uh he calls me a noob and for the rest of the fight his prayers are just dog shit (laughs) so he turned it off and i was just like cool dude Yeah, I killed him, and I was just like, bro, no way you go from perfect prayer Any chance swaps. he was an Iron Man? Uh, no, he was normal. That would have been so funny, dude. Yeah. Oh, God, I died to some group Iron Man and, like, some UIM while I was doing LMS, and I'm like, man, that's embarrassing. What do you mean? What do you mean that's embarrassing, bro? Dying to a UIM? Bro, they're not even people. I'm sorry, that's mean to you, I am. Nah, they deserve it. <laughs> um, I kind of agree with that one, actually. No, but uh, it was I was actually having a lot of fun. Like, especially when I did fight, like, the real people. Like, I was having a good time with it. Every time I've um, done LMS, I've just, I've just rage quit. I, I've wanted to flip my fucking desk. I've I swear to God, a lot dude, every time I play LMS, I'm like, I'm not good, right? But I'm also yeah. not terrible. Mm-hmm. But every time I play, someone will be like, oh, man, there's so many bots on LMS right now. I'm getting so many free kills. So I like, hop into LMS every single fucking time. It's somebody that's just way fucking better than me. It oh, doesn't yeah, matter. No. It's so frustrating. There was one point in the mo- like I was doing it at like 6 a.m. when like it was basically only bots. But at one point, this guy, uh, I, I start fighting this guy. And he starts like fucking running around like a madman, like DD Britting me, and I'm just like, oh my god! I just took off all my gear because I'm like, I'm 
I just want to die and get to the next fight. There's no way I'm killing this guy. Yeah, I I really I know that the LMS player count is like not high enough to actually warrant it, but goddamn skill based matchmaking would be nice. <sighs> it would be so nice. Cause like I would love to play LMS where I don't like as much as as much fun as it is to just like farm bot kills. Ideally, yeah. I would love to like play against players that are actually a similar skill level and like actually get mm-hmm. good fights because I would actually have fun then. I mean, I probably wouldn't sometimes because I swear to God, sometimes it's just like, oh, well, I just hit 18 zeros in a row on, you know, oh, off prayer. God. I love this game. Yeah, there was a fight I was doing where, you know, we both start mage, try to barrage each other. So we, you know, get frozen. Um, the guy hits me first hit, you know, swaps to range because uh, crossbow or uh, bolting is like really good. And I just sit there trying to mage him for like six more attacks before I finally land one. Meanwhile, he's bolting me and like occasionally running in for a whip. And I'm just like, come on, dude. Yeah, it's I, so frustrating. I would like I know he's in dehyde now, but he's yeah. still wearing. I wouldn't mind it legs. if they made it so that. We had a, I think I said this on the last podcast, but I wouldn't mind it if they made it. We have a version of LMS that had uh, bounty hunter rules. Oh, no, no overheads, no overheads, no freezes. Yeah. The, the problem with that is, um, bolt, uh, bolt ragging is already so strong with Venge. I've, <laughs> I was getting, I was having some heated gamer moments, um, when I would fight people that would just camp. Uh, their crossbow and bolt you because your armor is not very tanky and you have access to rigor and diamond bolts E. So you're just smashing through people. Even if you're max range uh, ice barraging them, they just set their thing to long range if they're, you know, have two brain cells going and they'll sometimes still out DPS you. It's like, dude, what is going on? Yeah. Like, you should not be able to out DPS me if I'm tribriding, you know, hitting you off prayer, but you're just bolting. Um, yeah, super frustrating. The the counter to that I found uh, is just get lucky and get really tanky gear at some point and just camp that the whole time. Um, this guy was trying to. Uh, bolt me with venge and i had uh full darox uh with a rapier and i just camped melee while he just kept bolting me and i was able to kill him because he just couldn't land a bolt on me and he he was getting really frustrated because it's the slowest fight known to man um but he's not able to hit me and i'm just you know destroying him with the rapier um i think that fight took like three minutes or something it was kind of just gross. saying man this is i feel like this is just reinforcing my point that a, a mode with bh rules might be more interesting yeah maybe um but i tried to do some bh the other day uh i was like okay i'm gonna set aside like two mil uh so i'm gonna go in like five times or something and risk you know pretty cheapish gear nothing too crazy uh, i think i was risking like 350k or something um uh, scold up and 
I had one good fight of the five. Three of the fights, the the first fight was good. Um, I messed up and uh, pot locked myself, so I died. But the second, third, and fifth fight were just people, uh, either with uh BH armor and uh some crazy spec weapon, or they were uh two of them. They were just camping the Karasi the whole time. The Void, Void Waker, Waker Andes. And I'm just like, bro, really? And they would just double Void Waker. They didn't kill me. They would leave. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's like, I understand that double Void Waker is a very effective strategy. But like, you can still do the rest of the fight, guys. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll let you do your double Void Waker and I'll be a little upset about it because that weapon just feels a little too good. But... Yeah. Just do the rest of the fight. Uh Just my play the game. My fourth fight, I misclicked a guy after running away from oh, a yeah, double void waker guy. This. I misclicked him. He had VLS and he just VLS specs me three times and I'm dead. And I'm trying to like double eat through it. I didn't bring triple eats. I should have. But I literally couldn't out eat his DPS. I was just like, oh. Yeah, I think okay. we were talking about this uh when we were waiting on Tuesday. Um yeah. Cause yeah, I remember going on about how VLS, once again, did not pass making its way into PvP worlds because it is, in my opinion, one of the most boring spec weapons of all time. Just click the spec bar four times in a row. Your enemy will probably die, or you'll be pissed off that they didn't because you got unlucky. How uninteresting. Like, Jesus Christ. And I also have the same issue with Void Waker. It feels kind of the same way. Just click the spec bar twice and hope they die. Yeah. There's like some play around with it where you know you 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 avenge Void Waker for a big hit, but it's like I don't know. Is that super interesting? Probably not. But I miss them Gmall combos, baby. That shit goes hard. That does go hard. It takes a lot more skill, but you know, PKers were complaining that uh, people never die in PvP because uh, you just eat up and you wear tanky gear, I guess, but. I don't know. I feel like with the constant increase of max hits, um, it's being riskier and riskier to be in the wilderness because you can just get one shot from any health point. Or even if you're not one shot, you can get hit so hard that you just literally can't out eat it. I watched um, a video from Dino and he was wearing the new uh, Virtus robes and he was hitting like 40 barrages. Just constantly. And it's just like, how do you out-eat that? How do you survive that? Like, three hits and you're dead. And it, I don't know how much you can eat in two ticks. Is it like or in smoke, one tick, but... Is it the smoke quartz that you need to make it so that it applies the thing so that healing less, is less effective? I think so. But you imagine, want the ice one for the accuracy. Yeah, but imagine, like, pulling up to some guy and using that shit. And just, like, hitting 40 smoke barrages on your enemy and making it so that they can't use much. The max hit will be lower because the smoke uh, barrage max hit is only lower. Like one but or two lower though. It's not much. Is it all? okay? That's that's disgusting then. Yeah, you would not be able to out eat that, but you want ice barrage for obvious smoke reasons. Barrage, smoke barrage base max hit is twenty seven. Ice barrage base max hit is thirty. Yeah, so it's only three lower. 
Okay. I mean, that does make a difference, but it's not that big of a difference, I suppose. Ice Barrage has a max hit uh, calculator just like right at the top of the page, and Smoke Barrage doesn't. But it yeah, looks like I noticed that the other day. In, also, the calculator is not totally accurate. In max, according to this, uh, it maxes 38. And then with a Slayer helmet, it maxes 43. Ice However, Barrage this is does? with Ancestral. No, this is uh, Smoke. Oh, this okay. is also wearing Ancestral. So I'd imagine it could max like a 40 with, uh, with Virtus. Yeah. Yeah. The old max hit apparently was 42 for Ice Barrage. Um. So I imagine yeah, now it's with Slayer helmet. quite a bit higher because 42 was not max hit with the Virtus. He was hitting like 43. I mean, yeah, it's and what, that was not the max uh, spot because Ancestral is 2% per piece, right? Yeah, 2%. Yeah, so it's, um, it's 6% higher. Yeah, because is 4% per piece. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't know. Yeah, it makes me not want to do PvP that much. Like, I feel like if I tried to do BH... um on release i would have had a much better time but right now it's just people that are camping specs and uh one of the guys was named like i don't skull or something like that and we just stood around for like 20 seconds before i just ran away and skipped him it's time to introduce um, he was wearing uh, full hunter worlds. and i'm just like i'm not gonna fight you you're wearing full, you're not risking anything and you're wearing full darox yeah, I don't really get so. it. I've never really understood PvP in general, so I just... As someone who comes from somewhat of like a competitive shooter background, um, RuneScape PvP has never made sense to me because ultimately the result of the battle is largely determined by RNG, which yeah, sure I adds mean... a layer of excitement to some, but for me it seems just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to mitigate the RNG, but at the end of the day, you can only mitigate so much of it. And whereas doing so in PV, PVM or PVE or whatever you want to say, it's not nearly as frustrating. It can be frustrating, but because you can, you know, usually mitigate, you know, do mechanics at a boss to mitigate the amount of damage you're taking, noodling yeah. isn't theoretically as punishing. But nobody has fun hitting three zeros in a row at a boss. No, that always sucks. But I feel like hitting three zeros in a row at your average boss is not nearly as frustrating as hitting three zeros in a row during your average PvP fight. Yeah, because then you're probably just dead. I, I think RNG mitigation is why like most online card games have me have like removed uh like Magic the Gathering, they have their like land system, right? You you draw a card, you get land. Land lets you play other cards. Um, but like Hearthstone and other games just have like a mana counter that goes up, so you can spend like this automatic resource you get, you know, to mitigate a little bit of RNG that comes with that. But then you know Hearthstone adds a bunch of other RNG that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, RNG at the end of the day is always something to, it's another factor to maintain interest, to make things yeah. unique and different every time you play the game. Uh, yeah, you need some RNG for, like, excitement, otherwise you're just um, playing chess, Yeah, you know, basically. like, if we just max hit everything all the time, the game would be boring. Yeah. 
It'd probably be but, fun for a little bit because we were not used to max hitting everything all the time. But it would mm-hmm. quickly become boring because, well, you just kill everything very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Um, trying to think of what else I've done this week. I don't think I've done anything else too exciting. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing else really. I think we can just get straight into talking about some of the the news stuff. Yes. I think we'll talk about the desert treasure stuff first, and then forestry after the break. Sure. Yeah. Or do you think we should do it the other way around? Um, well, Desert Treasure is probably going to involve us having a discussion about basically the entire quest and then also the changes that they made this week because we only like briefly talked about the quest last week because I hadn't finished it yet. Okay. But now yeah, I have. We'll, we'll so. talk about forestry first then. Yeah, because this that, is going to be pretty short probably. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, and the first thing that I want to mention that probably everybody already knows is that Leaf effects and teas are just scrapped, basically. They're they're done. Um, so my my no vote for both leaf effects, teas, and campfires has essentially still gone through as uh, the official vote that is happening in the game now. Um, Damn, I can't believe the go. minority gets their their voice heard over the majority. I'm just Where, where's the I'm pulse system? What can I say? <laughs> um, no, but. Yeah, they, they released a, like a forestry part two thing, and they're like, hey, here's what's coming with the part two stuff that you had already voted on. But then they had a a big uh, feedback section. Yeah. And so, yeah, they they heard all the feedback about teas and how players let's, didn't really enjoy the idea of like yeah, having to do wood cutting with, to do. Let's start with the idea content. of teas in general, I think. Originally, okay. we were proposed the idea of teas, and they would have some kind of, you know, boosting buff. effect, some kind mm-hmm. of buff that you could drink, and it would be applied to you. And apparently, enough people liked that vague description to vote yes into the game. Personally, I voted no because this ambiguous buff didn't seem particularly trustworthy. I wanted to see examples of what they wanted to go for. They didn't give any, so I voted no. Then, mm-hmm. when the first forestry uh, blog came out. They introduced the idea of tertiary effects, where you'd add roots to your teas, and they'd give you these tertiary effects, which included increased increased clue scroll drop chance from all sources, increased superior chance while on task, decreased, or, or, or rather a chance to not use ammunition or runes while doing combat. Now, while all of these buffs are fine and dandy in and of their own right, possibly wildly overpowered in some cases you get these from wood cutting yeah it doesn't make sense it just why you it, get that it didn't make particularly logical sense so that got shot down and now here we are however many months later and we have seen these new tfx which admittedly are more in line than the tertiary effects were but still pose a problem basically mm-hmm. They would make it so that you could get gathering, production, and duration buffs from particular types of leaves, and they would have like certain values that you could like you know brew in certain types of leaves to get certain types of uh, teas that would give you certain strengths of buffs to certain skills with certain durations. And you'd be able to mix and match and have all kinds of stuff. The crafting system for it seemed you know cool. I like it. That that's fine the benefits that you get are not so fine. The highest buff you would have been able to receive from leaves was a 12% increase in success rate 
in the appropriate skill. And these skills were all of them. Every single one. Yeah, so uh, I think... Well, all, all the skilling skills. Yeah, I think Snoop posted it or someone else maybe uh, in Petscape. Yeah, it was like a, an example of all the things that it would affect. For, yeah, for one of the skill. J mods did it, uh, like wrote out everything. Um, but it was just like, if you want to go do thieving, you have to then go get teas because like a 12% less chance to... Yeah, 12% increased chance to succeed is crazy for pickpocketing. If you're going for, like, you know, blood shards or uh, enhanced crystal teleport seeds to get some shards, that's crazy. 12% would make it so you literally wouldn't fail. Yeah, like, that's crazy. You could do Czar and you literally wouldn't be able to fail Czar anymore. It'd be Um, very, very good. Yeah, it would completely change the meta. Um, If you're going for, like, 200 mil thieving, which I, I'll never advocate a uh, balance around going for 200 yeah, mils. Not, That's but... insane. But if you're going for 200 mil thieving, the best method now would be to go do czar and uh, do that. And you would not fail and get like insane XP rates. And I'm like, that does not sound fun or a healthy way to do thieving. <laughs> like, I, you shouldn't have to go grind out T's to do other skills. Yeah, that's... That is really the the big, problem. and you can extrapolate that to like every other yeah, skill too. It's not just thieving. Yeah, it, it, the the buffs every that you skill. are given, in my opinion, mm-hmm. weren't really a problem. They were pretty crazy, pretty good, but that wasn't like the big issue to me. The issue to me were that getting those was tied to specifically wood cutting and nothing else. If you yeah. could somehow make it so that gathering these ingredients you need to brew these teas or perhaps whatever they may be rebranded to if they try and do this shit again if it was somehow gatherable from every relevant skill maybe i'd be a little more okay with it maybe but it being specifically tied to woodcutting is like the okay well i need to go do woodcutting in order to go do literally anything else because it is that significant of a a buff that you would get from it yeah i if i was to start a new account the very first thing i would tell myself or anyone else starting a new account would be do 99 woodcutting because the T's are going to make early game grinding so much better because you won't fail stuff as often. Yeah. Because early game don't you like just fail stuff. everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That sucks. Uh, but that's not a healthy thing to do. That's the issue that um that uh what, what was that what Artisan had. Yeah. That's the issue that Artisan had where you know, if you want to do anything in the game, you'd have to do artisan first because it's way more efficient to do it through that. And it is the issue that Iron Man uh, PVM has with Slayer, but that's kind of an irrelevant thing in my opinion because that's like a restriction of the Iron Man mode. I mean, and Slayer is also like too. I, like it's more efficient to do uh, your combats via. Actually, no, not really. It's more efficient to get ninety nines first and then do Slayer. Yeah, but. Most people tell you to train your combats via Slayer. Yeah, I personally think it's healthy to just kind of do a mix of like, you know, AFKing your combats, training via Slayer, doing whatever. I don't think that Slayer is super restrictive, especially for a main. I don't think it's super like, you need to train your combats doing Slayer. It's not super important. You should probably do some Slayer, but if you want to go chill in Nightmare Zone for a while, dealing more damage is good. Who cares? For Iron Man... You're probably going to hate yourself a little bit if you wait too long to do Slayer. 
because yeah. there's a lot of really good upgrades locked behind some pretty high Slayer requirements. Notably, something yeah, like Trident is... Yeah, that's true. A normie can just buy a Trident and a Whip and uh, Dragon Boots, but an Iron Man has to get the levels before yeah. they're able to use those. Which is why I say that I think it's a, a specific problem to Iron Man PVM and therefore is kind of irrelevant because we shouldn't balance the game around Iron Man. Uh, I don't remember who I was listening to, um, but they said, you know, the game is balanced around main accounts. Iron Men just happen to also play the the game. Yeah, we shouldn't. I think there's definitely be... some things where they have had Iron Men in mind when balancing. Yeah. But I think they've done a pretty good job at for the most part. It seems like they are balancing the game towards mains, which is how it should be. Like we should definitely consider Iron Man for some things, but like, um, but usually when you're considering Iron Man for things, it's usually because wow, this grind in general just fucking sucks, and nobody would want to do it. Yeah, I don't think that's considering. Uh, I don't think that's just considering Iron Man. That's considering mains too. But yeah. Um, but anyways, I, know, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it doesn't matter. T's bad. Uh, they're not bad. being added to the game anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, you know, that's cool, I guess. Um, we are still getting campfires, though. Which I'm fine with. I honestly think they... So basically, they made it so that you got, you got your fucking campfires. They were originally going to be like an area of effect version of T's that I think were supposed to be less powerful as well. But I honestly don't remember at this point. I think you'd get more uh, out of drinking your own tea, but I, I really don't remember. I think they lasted shorter. Duration. Oh, yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, yeah. If you like left the area. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, um, and you had to like upkeep it. But that, you know, that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, now, yeah. instead, the they campfires still exist. You can turn a regular fire into a campfire. Not quite. Not quite the same thing. Because RS3 bonfires is literally just lighting fire lines except slower you just chuck logs into a fire and i'm pretty sure you gain the same amount of xp just more slowly because you you could light a bunch of fires in a line faster than you could slowly chuck the logs in this I mean, I th is different because yeah you chuck all of the logs in your inventory into the fire all at once for originally one fourth the xp now one third the xp I don't see why we can't just get full XP from it at a slower rate. Yeah, I, I think I'd honestly prefer taking just the RS3 approach to this. Um, like, no one's going to be like, oh, you've devalued my fi line fires by making it so I get slow XP. Yeah, like, I, my dumbass would still be lighting fires in a line because it would be faster. But I think it's yeah, fine you, if somebody just wants to chill next to a fire and watch their logs slowly disappear into it while this guy yeah. fucking blazes off in the corner doing tick minute fi uh, fire lining. Like, who cares? I don't know. But nobody likes getting reduced XP from stuff. That sucks. Yeah, that, that, that kind of It just makes bad. it feel worthless. To me, at least. I, I feel like a lot of people yeah, probably Yeah, the XP that per aside. hour should not be... Um... It should like in line with. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't even be like a, a considering factor here. You know, mm -hmm. like the fact that we are just reducing the amount of XP you get per log just feels bad, and like also getting yeah. less experience per hour is even worse. 
Like, what? what is the point of this? Yeah, it should just be uh, slower XP, but because full then it, XP per log. Yeah, full XP per log, but just, you know, maybe two or three ticks slower than lighting fire lines, maybe even up to four ticks. So people can just, like, chill and just chuck some logs in the fire. Yeah. And it'll take them way fucking longer, but who cares? It's At the end of yeah. the day, it's still fucking fire making. Like, god damn. Most people will still do Winter Todd or... Light and also lines. this would be in line with the idea of like making it so that you know we're making skilling social again everybody yeah. can chill around a fucking campfire and just like be chucking their logs in next to all the people that are doing forestry you know like social skilling is so incredibly based i am glad jang x is looking into doing that yeah. for more skills i i mean i think i've i think i've shared this sentiment on the the podcast a couple times but the game's an mmo Mm-hmm. Even I playing Iron Man still would like to have multiplayer features in my massively multiplayer online video game. Yeah, it's just way more fun. Like I, you know, I was talking to um, our uh, guests who are coming on next week. Try too hard for you and Rakeen. Uh Stay tuned for that. But um, I was I was talking to them. They were talking about doing uh, TOA solos. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's way more fun to do like eight man four hundreds or three hundreds or whatever. hundred percent. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah, no, that seems like way more fun than like our shitter, you know, solo raids, uh, in our desert only. like, that's not the, even they, you realize like how much more fun it would be if I they were doing even uh, a lot of like high efficiency players will be like, yeah, as you know, solo chambers is the most efficient way to get a purple, but as interesting and fun as solo chambers can be, Doing it in big groups is just kind of stupid fun, you know? It's great. Yeah. I I think I heard the other day, um, if you do eight man four fifteens, you cap out your purple chance at TOA at uh fifty five percent. God damn. And now I'm just like, man, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Have over a fifty percent chance yeah. of a purple doing eight mans, like I know some people in in TNL that could do that. Like I would struggle a little bit with four fifteens, but I think we could do it. Um, or at least we could get people up to the point where they can do it. But even doing like eight so man, like, you know, somewhere around the range of like two fifties, I imagine has to be somewhere around the chance of like 20 to 30% at that point. Right. Yeah, it is like, that's still a crazy high purple chance. Yeah. We, we do a lot of those. Um, not as much as I'd like, but they happen somewhat frequently, and the purple chance is pretty good. Although, uh, still haven't seen jack shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting close to having expected to see a, a purple from TOA, and just haven't, which is you know average for me. Birdfax yeah. try to get a purple from a raid challenge, fucking impossible. Yeah, challenge impossible. Um, it's okay that yeah, no, I have an the... arcane, guys. Being social in this game is fun. Um, yeah, it's great. I would never. That's why. Uh, that's why when they talked about sailing and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna make it so Iron Men just can't board people's ships," everybody was like, "That's fucking stupid," and yeah. they immediately backed down from that. Gone are the days where we're like, Iron Men have to be alone. Like the integrity of the Iron Man game mode. I remember back when I first started playing, the amount of times I heard J mods or players talking about Iron Man integrity 
fucking constantly, dude. dude no one cares anymore because no they finally cares. realized that it never existed. People have been boosting their irons forever. There was never Iron Man integrity. Some people held their Iron Man integrity, but because other Iron Men had absolutely none of this so-called integrity, no one cares anymore. Because it's impossible yeah. to know. It's not like an Iron Man that has been assisted by a main has a different colored helmet now, like fucking blue helms versus green helms. That's just not a thing. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I, I don't play Iron Man, so I don't really have a, a huge um, amount of feedback. But My personal it, opinion on it is I I don't like it. Like I do Demonic Gorillas, for example. I do Demonic Gorillas entirely on my own. Some Iron Men will choose to have... They'll, they'll do it in the multi-zone, and they'll have their alts tank it for them. I think that's lame, but I don't yeah. really care. It doesn't affect me. I'm still playing the game the way I want to, and they're playing the game a way that they want to. Who cares? And like I've always said, like my enjoyment of this game doesn't come from how other people perceive my account. My enjoyment comes from just, uh, you know, uh, having a good time with my own personal achievements and playing the way I want to play. Yeah. I, I think that my enjoyment definitely comes a bit from the way people perceive my account. That's why I wanted to play Iron Man and like have cool gear because people see an Iron Man with gear that is cool. And they're like, wow, that guy sure has done a lot of work to get that gear. And I, I like having that kind of respect, which is why sometimes I wish I had made a regular iron instead of this solo group Iron Man that I'm playing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't bother me that much. You know, I know that I did all these things on my own and I've had a good time doing it. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, I, I make the same argument with my account. Like, you know, I see the progress I've made and the, the collection logs that I've unlocked and uh, the XP I've gained. And I'm like, yep, I'm proud of where I, where I came from and where I am. You know, I remember when I was combat level 100, struggling to get my first fire cape, and now I'm... I don't. Know, I got my first better. fire cape, first try. Dude, That's I sucked. I, I think it took me like three tries. This game. Uh, two. Two or three, I don't remember. But as we've discussed in the past, that's because I did my fire cape run after I had like 100 gauntlet, Casey. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Quite a bit different than where I came in from. I, I think like I had done basically no bossing at that point. Yeah. And I could log into my I couldn't log into my main and figure out what my death count at Gauntlet was, but it was very high because mm -hmm. I just threw myself at that. All I was doing was wasting my time and learning how to play the game. I wasn't wasting I think resources. It's a good way to learn. Yeah. You don't waste any resources, you just waste your own time. So who yeah. cares? There's a guy that we did um TOA with and his first completions were 300s. He didn't do any low invos. We were just like, all right, come along. You're going to come do 300s. Have fun. Good and uh, his like second or third raid was a 300. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I always feel bad about doing that with people like that is when they like die at the beginning of the room and then they just. Yeah, like, he to some degree, he, you know, you can like it. to some degree at that point, you can like watch your teammates doing it and learn mm -hmm. a bit. But it's it's really not the same. Um. If you've gone through three raids and you're still dying in every room, then like we'll probably I'll I'll probably be like, all right, we probably shouldn't be dragging you through this, but you know, people pick it up quick. TOA is not that hard of a raid. No. Um 
Which is so. why they should have added more invocations that fundamentally change the mechanics. But yeah, the question is whether or not that's a good use of dev dev time now post launch. Yeah, but... yeah, it's good enough. Uh, uh, TOA is definitely good enough, I think. But it's a yeah, it's a great introduction into it, and I think it has enough depth that it can keep people interested until they get bored and want to go learn some other raids like uh, Chambers of Eric or Tob. Um. Anyways, uh, they're adding two-handed axes Man. as they were originally pulled. Yeah, I. Well, so yeah, I I still just don't get two-handed axes, right? Like when they were originally announced, it was like, okay, the idea behind two-handed axes is that you can get less logs but more XP. That was like that was it. That was all we knew. Cool. And then once we got the first. Uh, blog. Then they introduced this run energy shit alongside the Forester's ration. And I have always felt like the Forester's rations were a solution in search of a problem and then they made a problem on the two-handed axe. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I feel like the way they probably got to that is hey, we have an axe. We want to make it so you get less resources but more XP. Okay. That's cool, but you can't just do that. Why not? Though? I don't get that. Because that's not a good trade-off, because the resource you get is basically worthless, so you're just giving players more XP for no cost. Which, you could argue that, you know, maybe they should have that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's not how they want to balance it. Um, a lot of what they were saying in a lot of their blogs was that they were trying to make logs more valuable as a resource. And that's why, like, you know, the the Freaky Forester requires, like, fucking every single log type to buy a bunch of this shit. Yeah, so it but feels that hasn't like, really to me, they're worked, trying... has it? No, it hasn't, but... It, outside of Arctic Pine, but... But it feels like, to me, like, two-handed axes are just kind of like a part of that vision and then they kind of realized what you're talking about and they're like oh well i guess we can't just do that and i, I yeah just, they're I like oh we just can't do it so here's uh rations here's some weird shit for no reason stamina thing and i feel like for most accounts that's not going to be an issue you're just going to go to the ge and buy ten thousand rations and call it a day yeah and i think they're easy as fuck to make even for irons um, yeah so. it's cooked meat and leaves i think yeah and like the some new item or something that you have to buy i don't remember if you need a specific i thing. think it's literally just those two things but yeah i don't know uh, and like but the the problem is getting cooked meat just, on a uh, who cares hop around on fucking uh barbarian village just take the three meats and hop worlds that's fair that's probably not very fast though and that sounds kind of aids to do yeah well that's iron man so that's yeah, okay. I've been there. I've been uh, there plenty rations, of times. That doesn't sound terrible to me. <laughs> yeah, forester rations are literally cooked meats and leaves. And it doesn't matter what leaves you use. They all Does it say how many of them it makes? Uh one meat to three rations. Make so. it make it one meat to eight rations and you got a deal Jagex. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I like the concept of the two-handed axe, but I don't like the execution of it. Yeah, and I think they, they have a decent point when they say uh, the team are willing to tweak uh, and change both the mechanics of the axe and the rations when the beta goes live. It's definitely something where I'm going to have to, you know, I'll, I'll try the beta that hopefully works this time. 
mess around with it a bit, see if it makes any sense at all, and then kind of like do some mental gymnastics about how getting rations as an Iron Man would work, mm-hmm. and then decide if it's worth it from there. But my initial impression is that it's kind of lame. End of sentence. <laughs> yep, fair. I'd still get um, one for the collection log, and they also look kind of cool. I thought the the pose that they had holding them was fine, but I thought it looked dumb. I, I thought it was okay, but making it look more like the the Darox axe shoulder is also fine. Um, yeah, I, it, it, you know, it's a big axe. It should look like I think it's you should really hold it like an elder mole. That'd be sick. <laughs> I think that'd be way cooler. Uh, there's too many things that already use that animation, though. That's fair, I guess. Um, Therox axe looks pretty nice when you're holding it. So yeah, and that's kind of um, how you'd expect to hold a, a big old axe like that. Yeah, I think that's how we hold the um, the uh, soul something. Yeah, axe. the soul reaper uh, axe. That soul is reaper. How it's held. My mind said soul bearer, and I'm like, no, that's something else. Uh, soul reaper axe. Yeah, you hold it like Darox. Yeah, so, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sawmill vouchers, oh, yeah. I kind of forgot were a thing. Uh, these are fine. Uh, it, they they hit it right on the head when they say that they have to really figure out the balance between how much this will cost and how useful it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they, know, hopefully they figure like, it out. <laughs> this is, like, something Iron Man probably will use. Because, like, I know a lot of their GP goes into... Uh, making planks. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what these cost, how many of them you yeah. get, and if they'll be worth it at all. Because this seems like one of those things where it will either be very worth it or not worth it at all, depending on how they balance it. Yeah, you need to find like a sweet point, I think, where it's not like an obvious choice, but. It is an option if you want to. Yeah, I, I think if they lean a little bit on the side of caution to try and not make it too powerful, it'll probably mm. be fine. Yeah. You want something that like some players will use, but some others will opt just to use GP if they're you know loaded. Which will probably be me. Um, but honestly, I'm not super concerned with the GP. Um, let me read this again. Uh, doesn't it... It just makes it so... Okay, the fucking change log doesn't actually say what they do. I need to double check. I'm looking at the original one second. Yeah. Uh, events. Where's the sawmill voucher? Rewards. You get bonus planks when converting logs at a sawmill. Okay, I thought it made the. Um, yeah, no, I was the way you were talking about. It, I was like, I don't think that's what it does. Sorry, I thought I thought it made it uh, free. No, but I mean that's still. It, it, a it makes some of them free. Yeah, it makes some of them free. <laughs> yeah okay um it also okay, the, yeah it, it the the real big part about it is more planks for fewer resources is what's interesting about it yeah yeah so the theoretical like let's see i have seven thousand six hundred one mahogany logs banked that's now like fifteen thousand planks if i used solomon vouchers for all of them do, wait do we know how many planks we're getting out of it like what the I, I don't know is? for sure uh yeah, it says each voucher will give you two planks per every logged use. Oh, okay. so, it just, so it's just straight doubles. doubles. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's 
I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with it working in your POH and uh, if you did a uh, plank make. Yeah, I, I don't see, see the problem with it. With I don't see any problem with it being used in either of those ways. Yeah. Uh, it seems fine. Twitcher's gloves. Um, let's talk about these while we're down here at the bottom because I don't think the Twitcher's gloves got anything in the change log. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me... These are interesting. Uh, basically, uh, you can choose to receive an increased 10% chance to receive a specific type of uh, nest. Cool. Um, <laughs> this is one of the recommendations I had for uh, tertiary tea effects. I mean, this feels pretty worthless, though. You like, can choose egg not... nest. Yeah, but you're not getting nests very often. You... Like, how often do you get a bird's nest? I don't, I don't know. I don't... Not very often. Yeah, but it like... It only gives you a 10% chance to change it. I don't know. I don't know. It seems pretty good. Only only works in woodcutting. Doesn't work if you do, like, kingdom or anything. I think they should make it... I think they should make it work on uh, birdhouses. I think that'd be fine. If it worked on birdhouses, then this would be cracked. Um, I don't think I don't think it would be too good, though. Am I, am I off base there? It, I think I mean, it'd be good, but not too it good. It wouldn't... Because, well, so because like, realistically, we're talking about we're something saying, that's not particularly relevant. Yeah, we're, so, we're we're just talking about something that gives you a collection yeah, log slot. I, that's the only reason people care about. Uh, and like clue nests, I guess you know yeah. could also be kind of nice if you're doing birdhouse runs. Like, oh, cool! Now I have an increased chance of just snagging a free clue. I think it'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, I think it would be fine. But I think it would give them a significantly more interesting value. And I think you mm-hmm. see a lot more people interested in them if they did that. In its in its current state, I just don't give a fuck about this. Is so I probably get them just because pointless you know, in my I, mind. I mean, for you, you have ninety nine woodcutting, but like I only have what uh, eighty nine woodcutting right now. So I still have nine levels to just like get ten percent increased egg nest chance. Sure, I'm down for that. You have a one in two fifty six chance every time you'd get a log to receive a bird nest. What if you have the woodcutting cape on? Uh, uh, increases it ten uh, percent. So, whatever ten percent of two fifty six is, uh, it's like what twenty something. Twenty five point six. So it'd be like one in two twenty five ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's like, doing post ninety nine wood yeah. cutting that much? Uh, outside for pet um, Iron Man pet, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I think I think they're interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think... if it also increased your chance of getting a bird nest, I think that'd be good. But yeah, right now, maybe that's yeah, maybe that's they triggering that so infrequently because uh, assuming you're using a regular axe, right, and you're not using two-handed, oh, you know, it would be or... interesting. Hmm. They should make it so that these they give you like the ten percent chance to uh, receive, you know, whatever bird nest you choose, and then they could make it like the uh, the celestial ring. Where you have to charge it for an additional effect. And they could make it so you could charge them with like leaves, since leaves are going to be mostly useless now. Uh, and then while they're charged, they actually increase the uh, bird nest chance as well. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I think that would be that would make them a, a interesting um, value proposition. I did some quick napkin math. Um, so you have 20 inventory slots. Uh, you have a, a 1 in 256 chance. So... Uh, 256 divided by 28 uh, takes about 9.14 inventories of logs to get one bird nest on average, which means uh, 
and if it's a 10% chance, you have to do that 10 times, um, right? So every 91 and a half inventories, you have a chance to change the bird nest. Like, it's not great. Yeah, I think I think they should make it so that you can charge these and they increase bird nest chance by some amount. Yeah. Hopefully something around like 20% because another 10% yeah. would be kind of lame. Yeah, I'd be fine with like a 20, 25% chance increase maybe like percentage uh, that's probably too much complication on this but like but depending on which type of leaf you put in it gives you an increased percent chance i feel like probably no, keep, it, keep it simple stupid it should be keep it simple and then like each various type of leaf gives you more charges or something if you use the higher tier leaves it charges yeah more. I, I think that'd be fine and then right now what are we using leaves for anymore yeah basic forester rations? rations it seems like so yeah I, I think that would be a great place to to chuck a use for them um, and then also you should make it so that these work on birdhouses. Why not? And you know I, what? Fuck it. If they're charged, birdhouses give more nests too. Fuck it. I'd be a little weary about that. Why? Um. What are we going to do? Crash I, the birdhouse or the bird nest price? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, already birdhouse friends are like the meta for bird nests. Yeah. Um, so what's wrong with making them better? better? I don't know. I don't see any problem with that. I guess. Killing giant okay. mole is also viable, but yeah, it's just not passive. If you're looking for direct income, doing giant mole is very effective. Yeah, that's true. Bird, bird houses um, are just nice because they're a passive income. <laughs> I did like 600 kills at mole and turned all of the skins and claws into bird bird nests. Bro, it took me so it long to remove all the ever, seeds. Dude. It takes so Bro, long. Bro, we need an NPC, please. I did it. I did that shit in leagues. I did like three hundred mole kills or something, and I had to fucking empty them all out. I was like, oh. The NPC and Narda just like have them remove all the the seeds in the rings and stuff for you. Maybe have them chuck them away. I don't know. Yeah, just like straight delete them. Like I just that's want like the, the that's like so the trade off. Sell them. It just yeets them out of existence. Yeah, like I'm a little. Sa- I would be a little sad about the the seeds. I don't care about the. Yeah, rings. no, even me. I'd I'd fucking yeet the rings. Fucking get that shit out of here. I don't know. May- maybe with the the diary, you can keep the stuff, or or like have you can it pay cost. extra, yeah, to keep the stuff. Yeah, or I don't know. But Jesus Christ, yeah, I shouldn't awful. have to manually do like ten thousand seeds or uh, bird nests. Yeah, like holy shit. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I think that these could be very interesting, but in the state there are not particularly interesting, but still theoretically kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, scrolling back up. Yeah, scrolling back I up, was... I think pretty much all we need to touch on now is the events and then also the smaller changes section that they had in the uh, yeah. change log. So let's go with the smaller changes real quick because this is kind of a one-off. Uh, basically, Arctic pine trees are weird. Uh yeah, they're only in the Fremenic Isles, and, and, you so, need, and they're quest-locked. And so Snowflake Ironmen, or in their terms, players who have chosen to limit themselves are complaining that, you know, it's impossible for them to get some forestry rewards because Arctic Pines are non-existent, essentially. Yeah. Which is inconsistent with every other tree type that exists, so, like, I kind of get it. Yeah, you can get most trees in most regions and stuff. But at the same time, we were just talking about how the game shouldn't be balanced around Iron Man. Under my opinion, unique accounts can go fuck themselves. 
if you can't get Arctic pine logs because they're in, you know, the aisles, well, guess what? Sucks to be you. Obviously, their their solution is to make it so that you can get them from Winter Todd. That's, does that help snowflakes? It helps skillers, like, I think is what it is. Uh, okay, yeah. I think that's like okay. the big community that if they're the, okay, appealing if, to here. If that's the snowflake you're talking about, sure. Because that's, that's specifically who they're talking about, I think. Yeah, um, someone was like, which oh. Which still, in my opinion, skillers can go fuck themselves. You chose to not train any of your skills. This is what you get. Like that's yeah. that's just how the game works. If you don't do all of the things in the game, you can't get all of the things in the game. Sucks, man. But you know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't particularly hurt me to add Arctic pine logs to Winter Todd. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. If it were me, I'm spiteful. I wouldn't have even done that. But I, I don't care too much about this being added to the game, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't really care either way. Um it doesn't affect me. Events. But, yeah, the, the events are the events are neat. I think that these ones are fine. Uh, I'm trying to quickly read over what they said in the feedback section. I remember it being kind of a nothing burger. They just thought like some of the events didn't really feel like uh, forestry stuff. Like it didn't feel like woodcutting because now we're helping like poachers and or not helping, but helping a wolf from or a fox from poachers and um some other stuff um so they are looking for feedback on that uh yeah but basically we got some new events the, uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm just yeah. gonna skip over the feedback yeah, let's just actually talk about the events yeah the feedback's um, kind of irrelevant in my opinion uh first thing they addressed was the leprechaun uh basically they're gonna make it so that it's gonna have some rainbows um that go around and if you run through the rainbows you'll get a buff that makes it so you can get anima infused bark while cutting trees Sure. This isn't going to help uh, s- with the Sebe argument that this <laughs> looks like Toontown. Honestly, fuck him. I'm glad this makes the game look like Toontown. Anything <laughs> that makes Sebe mad about, I love it now. That shit, that shit goes hard. I mean, this seems fine. Yeah, I think um, it's fine. I, I, I think, think it'll look a little goofy. I that also we're agree that it would look rainbows. perhaps a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. I think I have I've said before that I think they do a pretty good job of making things fit in enough because at the end of the day we're playing fucking RuneScape man this yeah. game is fucking wacky <laughs> yeah it's it's already an interesting game I mean you could argue that like random events are Toontown yeah they absolutely are fucking oh I just got sent inside of a pinball machine fucking what yeah exactly like it's already goofy and wacky and like the game is constantly like doing stuff to like give you dopamine every like five seconds. Yeah. So, so. who cares, man? Who gives a shit? Mm. I think this is a decent way of buffing the leprechaun to make it more interesting and still serve its original purpose. And it is yeah, thematic with leprechauns. The only free to play event uh got announced, yeah. the friendly end. These guys look silly. I kinda like them. They are little goofy guys. Yeah, they're these little, like, logs with they, legs, They remind basically. me of, um, what are those, those like, onions that you can, like, yoink out of the ground and they scream? Oh, uh, mandrakes? Yeah. They look kind of like those <laughs> guys, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, they they remind me of, like, Canadians from South Park. Oh, yeah. No, I see that, too. <laughs> yep. Um, 
no, but so yeah, these little guys spawn and they have little little like uh leaves growing on their head and they're all yelling what they want you to cut their hair to be. I, so, yeah, I don't I guess I don't totally understand how this one's gonna work. So I am I'm, I'm pretty excited for the beta to see how all these wacky little things work. Yeah. So you gotta You gotta give them um, a, a sick do, you know? You you click on them and you get an interface or you can right click to pick what hairdo they're asking for. And then you get rewards um, in bark and XP. So, um, interestingly, you get a chance get for egg nests. egg nests. Yeah, from the I free to play that. event. Uh, obviously, you yeah, wouldn't I, get the egg nests in free to play, yeah, but it seems I odd s- that they tie a an egg nest chance to the the free to play event. Yeah, that's it a little weird. A little for odd. Sure. I think um, because as we'll as we go down the list, we'll see that more and more of these events have uh, specific, unique, like cosmetics attached to them. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool if you unlock the haircut somehow from doing this. I see where you're coming from, but I don't like the idea of locking like cosmetics. Yeah, I don't in terms of character. I don't know how much I like that either. Kind of stuff. But because, like, I I really like that in RuneScape, you can log in and from day one go to the barber and get all your your stuff or go to the uh the yeah clothes place and get all that i done. definitely agree. like um it's really annoying logging into some games and being like oh well i can't do any of these cosmetic things until i do like some random uh you know quest or something all right so hear me out or achievement hat 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 that has weird it's like a hat and you know how the like the the nest from the easter event you can make it either have an egg or a a bird in it Mm-hmm. What if we got hat that has like a little twig on it that you can make look mm. like any of the the hairdos from this event? I see, I see. Maybe that could be kind of cool because honestly, I think some people have had complaints about this, but I think it's kind of cool that each of these events has like some kind of unique little thing that you can get. Yeah, it makes it more exciting to actually get those events, you know. Yeah, I I, I agree somewhat. I can definitely understand not wanting to have to, like, you know, oh, I want this specific item, so I have to get this fucking specific event. Like, that seems kind of terrible. But at the same time, you have to equip a specific item for every single one of these events, I think. Or, you know, uh, you have to have the, the items. Maybe not the Ents. The Ents do not require an item. Yeah. But I think all the other ones do. But yeah, I think all the other ones are. So, like, theoretically, there's a way to, like, kind of focus in on trying to farm these. So I think it's kind of okay. Yeah, that's and fair. it could be interesting if they made it so that you could have items that make it so that the events that don't require items don't appear. Oh, like an anti-item. Yeah, which like the anti-item working with groups could possibly result in like theoretical griefing or something. Maybe they own the anti ones only work if everybody has it or something. So you can like get a group of people together that are trying to get this specific collection log item or you know whatever and then they can like yeah, try and but farm then it one up. person could just troll and yeah, it's still open to griefing so it, it could be interesting for them to add something yeah. like that to make it possible to more focus farm these items or these events because mm-hmm. um, maybe one of the events is just cracked and you want to try and get it all the time who knows yeah i mean i'd hope in the end once they've rebalanced everything that the XP and bark that you receive from yeah, all these is, events is are roughly, roughly equal. equal. Maybe a yeah. little bit more from the events that require items, but not by like a ton. 
Yeah, because you don't you, want... even still the ones that require items. It seems like they're going down the route of like, well, now you get a unique thing instead of more bark and experience. So you're not doing them to get more bark and experience. You are instead doing them to also get a unique thing alongside the normal bark and experience rewards you get from an event, which seems like a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah, I just wouldn't want like, oh, you could do the friendly ent event or whatever other event that actually requires an item. And the only reward is a cosmetic that you yeah, don't no, really I, care I, about. If you didn't get any bark or shit from it, yeah, that'd be terrible. It's it's good that these uh, things are additional rewards. Yeah. Um, speaking of additional rewards, uh, yeah, the on. beehive. You, you, there's a bee event. You need a smoke canister. And you you get the bees and you got to smoke them out so that the bee dude can get stuff from it or something uh, or so you can transport them. And then you're able to build a bee box in your POH. And I don't know what the point of that is. Yeah, I don't really get this one. <laughs> um, I remember during Game Jam, they uh, kind of tossed out the idea of being able to like put a bee box, build a bee box near farming patches and they'd like do something. I don't remember what. But they'd like be able to do stuff, and that seemed fine. I, I was kind of interested in that as like a, a small expansion to farming, because I don't know. It seemed it seemed kind of in line with what farming already yeah, it was. Seems interesting. I wouldn't be too opposed to that. Yeah, um, that adds on to the you know do a million things before you're allowed to actually do the skill. Yeah, it, it could definitely turn into that. But if it was just like you can build a bee house next to the you know the farming patch and it increases the number of herbs you get by one literally just guaranteed one extra herb that's pretty good yeah and it doesn't and it's not like you need to do this before you start doing farming at all it's just like no but if you're going to do consistent uh herb runs you should definitely do this i'd be weary about that though still yeah even if it is just one because that that like you know the slow addition of more and more stuff like that is is what leads to like the RS three. You know, here's your thirty things to do before yeah. uh, you can actually do mining. Yeah, that's fair. But right now, it doesn't say what the B box is for, other than you can. Yeah, put I it assume in your it's POH, just cosmetic in your POH. or you can get it or sell it for more animal infused bark. Now that I worry about, because then we end up with people trying to farm this event because you can sell the thing that gives you more animal infused bark. So theoretically, this event gives you more anima-infused bark overall. It could. Um, it, it depends on how much bark you get from the event itself. Um, it, if it gives a lower amount, you know, that could be a balancing point where after you sell the uh, the, the bee box, then you end up with, uh, you know, the same amount or slightly above what uh, other events give. Yeah, I don't know. Depends on how they, they balance it, I guess. I don't really care because the next event is the one I care about. Pheasant control. Um, this one, I don't even care what the fuck the event is. Uh, bird outfit. You need, a, you need a spoon and then you I, I know what the event is, but I just want to talk yeah. about the bird outfit. Let's fucking go, dude. This shit's hype as hell. Uh, bird outfit, bird transmog for pet. Gimme. Gimme bird items. Yeah, you have a chance to get a golden pheasant egg, which lets you get a pheasant pet some instead people, of the beaver. Some people don't like that uh, 
we're be able to transmog the beaver into just like something completely different. It feels weird. I don't disagree with that. I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the TOA um, pet to transforms of... into all this random shit. So yeah, all well, the raids so... pets just fucking do whatever the fuck they want. Like, yeah, all the raids pets transform into whatever the fuck they feel like. But those are the raids pets transforming into other raid bosses. So it's more in line. That's like fine. These are but core events to woodcutting now. Yeah, I, I can What's see the that difference? argument. Uh, I mean, I don't know. One's bosses and one's a skill. I don't know. It feels weird still, um, but I don't really care. I'll Give me take the, the transmogs. I've always felt that uh, we should get more wacky transmogs. Like when uh, I think it might have been Mod West. I don't remember who showed it off, but he showed off some like really wacky recolors for the uh, the squirrel. I don't know if you remember this, but they were very no, very wacky. It. Um, it was it was a couple of years ago at this point. Which um, Jmod was this? I'm pretty sure it was Mod West on his his X, his Twitter. Um, he posted a bunch of theoretical, not just recolors, but remodels. Uh, of oh, I, I I remember this post actually. Yeah, there's yeah. um, they were very wacky. The Brimhaven one. Yeah, they were all themed after particular agility courses, and they were like pretty out yeah. there designs. And I. Well, I didn't like one. a ton of them. I was like, oh, these are cool. I'm going to post that yeah, in the uh, broadcasting chat. Yeah, that one was and... like one of the more wacky ones. And I was like, I like that guy. Yeah, that this will good. be in the description, too. Um, Yeah, I, I, I like some of these uh, recolors. The Dorgish Khan one, I think, looks really nice. Um, The, the Prif one kind of slaps. The Crystal Squirrel. Yeah, they look yeah, kind of cool. I'd be down for this. Uh, this was posted in 2020. There's no way we're getting this. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, I mean, like I said, it was years ago. But yeah, I, I appreciated that the Brimhaven one had a little parrot. Like, I, I like remodels. That's pretty good, yeah. I think they're sick, which is why I thought the Blue Heron was like the most lame fucking piece of shit transmog ever. Blue Heron is whatever. I have started doing fishing again to finish it out. And I was like, oh, I guess I should do Tempros. And I'm like, wait, why do I need to do Tempros? And I looked and it's like, okay, I need the I need the book. I need the pet. And that's about it. And I was like, oh, I guess I also need Heron Transmog with the Spirit Flakes. And I was like, I don't really care. Yeah, Blue Heron is lame. I really like the Heron pet. And I think the Blue Heron just looks worse. And I like the white one more. I, I don't dislike the Blue Heron. I think it looks... I I'm I don't dislike it, it, but I just think it does not look as good as the white one. Um, you know what I think looks. I think uh, they should have made it worse. a cormorant. I think the pheasant is worse than the fox. I disagree. From the poach because event. it's not a bird, so it sucks. The fox looks so cute. You need a disarming, uh, trap disarming kit. And you help a little little fox from some poachers. So that's how they've changed it. So it's not you helping poachers kill a fox. Um, and so uh, you have a chance to get a uh, whistle that will let you transform your uh, your beaver pet into a fox. That's cool. I think it's yeah. fine. I know a lot of people are, are saying like this is kind of out there for woodcutting. But I like the idea that we're kind of... Uh, 
role playing as like um the forest service of old school runescape <laughs> that yeah, shit's yeah. fucking hilarious to me that that is pretty funny what do you think about the dryad event uh it seems like another event yeah seems fine it sure is an event um uh, i don't really like the idea of like having to guess what she needs i don't know how you'll be able to tell like they say it seems it? kind of to the effect of uh the struggling sapling where you just like figure out things by just kind of guessing yeah i don't think that's super fun to guess i, I think it's it supposed to know. be like the oh somebody figures it out and then calls it out to the group so it encourages group play I think that's kind of what it's supposed to be, which like, yeah, sure. But it does feel a little lazy, perhaps. Yeah, Uh, this one also gives you a cosmetic reward. I don't have any better ideas, so, you know. Yeah, I don't really either. I wouldn't have been able to come up with uh, any of these ideas. I would have come up with the pheasant one. In fact, every single idea I would have come up with would have somehow been bird related. But this is the wood cutting. I don't give a shit. Skill. This is becoming oh, okay. birdscape if I'm in charge. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to fight uh, Mod Jerv so that uh doesn't become crocodile scape. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he can, he can have his croc corner in birdscape. I'd be fine with that. Okay. Um, I don't think there's anything else really in the forestry stuff. No, that's that's kind of it. I think that's. I think it. we pretty much covered it. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Um. I'm fine with it. Yes. I've I've expressed my minor discontents with it, but overall, it's fine. Um, it's just kind of a small expansion on the the solid base that they've already made. I still think that this event would have been better if they released everything all at once. Yeah, I'm glad we got the extra time for feedback, but it is kind of weird that it was split into two parts. Yeah, um, I. I I don't like splitting updates that are a part of the same content this far apart. Yeah. It's just kind of lame. Because when also, did the first bit come out? It was a while ago. At it this was point. at least a month ago, possibly more. Yeah. I don't remember for certain, but I, I was hoping like, oh, they're splitting it into two parts. Maybe the mar- next part's coming next month. I believe it was last month. And this isn't coming until next month. So it was like a two, three month delay, I remember. And I was like, that is lame. Because let's be honest, the first update of Forestry, not a ton of content. I mean... And this one, also not I, a ton of content. It I wouldn't have been too mad if Forestry only was just yeah, changed tree I, mechanics. I would have been fine with that, but they set it up to be more than that. Yeah. And so they kind of had to like deliver more than that. a huge rework of the yeah. skill. If they had just been like, hey, guys, we're making trees into Motherload Mine, I would have been like, cool. Yeah, I would have been like, yep, that's fine. But it was kind of hyped up in like the Winter Summit and stuff. Yeah. And and I'm fine with what it's turned into. It was well. like the Don't first thing they announced in the Winter Summit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the first things. I think. I think that's literally think, what they opened. I with. thought the first thing was Secrets of the North, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, I think they opened with Forestry. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's turned into something pretty decent. Um, the only wacky part was the teas and campfires, which I had already voted no to anyway. So Jagex already knew my opinion. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. Thumbs up. Hope I hope the Twitchers gloves become more relevant. Yeah, maybe I'll submit feedback somewhere if there's a place. And I'm to gonna do that. briefly complain about feedback. God damn it, Jagex! We need a better place to give feedback. Yeah, I'm there tired needs of Twitter to and Reddit. Be a good way for it. <laughs> yeah, I because I know for sure Jagex is not listening to this fucking podcast. Absolutely fucking not. Um, I. I had recommended, Spari and I were having a, a bit of a discussion. I had recommended that they create an actual for realsies this time old school forum that is in no way attached to the RS3 forum. Because mm-hmm. the RS3 or the, the current old school forum feels a bit detached and it's like dead as fuck. Yeah. I think if they made like a forum that is more in line with the u- user interface of Reddit, where there's like, you know, you got your upvotes and your downvotes and you can make posts and there's like, if you wanted to go really far, there's like a feed, but I think the interface could just be more in line with like a traditional form. And then you can upvote and downvote posts. And then people could just like have a direct first party way of interacting with feedback. Cause right now, if you want to give feedback, you have to go to a third party website of which you can choose many of, and you have no idea if your voice is just being thrown into the void or if Jagex will miraculously discover what you're talking about. You're relying about. on people on Reddit to somewhat agree with you enough to push it to the front page. And if you were so. doing this on the old school on this theoretical old school form that I'm talking about, sure, you are still doing that to some degree. But it would centralize where everybody is trying to give feedback. And I think that could have a positive effect. But I'm also just a random dude. Maybe I'm just talking some stupid shit. I don't know. But I think there there needs to be some kind of improvement with uh, the way feedback is given on shit like this. Damn. And the Discord shit is uh, a step in the right direction, but I I don't think Discord's really it. It's it's a chat. No, it's it's a chat application. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's something at least. Yeah, it feels a little bit. It it does feel a little bit more first party because by the nature of like discord servers you kind of feel like you're a part of a community maybe that's just because i'm in with the discord you know program i'm not really in it with reddit or twitter maybe it kind of mm-hmm. feels the same way with those but i'm just not in line with those so i don't really do it but depends on the size of the subreddit yeah i guess but i don't know discord is another avenue but it does suffer from the same problems i think so yeah you know what we don't suffer from? Sponsors. This ad break. Uh, yeah, sponsors. Uh, this week's episode is actually going to be sponsored by ourselves on Patreon. Hey, yo. Uh, we have our first patron at the T Aficionado tier. Um, Cloud Kicker, thanks for, thanks for subscribing. Let's fucking go. Really appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I went in. And I revamped some of our perks, so we actually have some perks now. Oh, really? Um, so what do we got? Give me the give me the full give me the full advertisement. I don't even know what's going on here. All the tiers actually have the same perks right now. <laughs> nice, but um, you know, there's still the ad free episodes that you can get on the Patreon itself. But I've also uh, I recorded a ramble the other week, which I briefly talked about at the start of the recording. So if you want to hear me talk about Desert Treasure 2, that's on there. It's free right now, but I might record some more in the future, and they might not be free. We'll see. I don't and know. Who knows? Maybe even I'll record rambles. Probably not. I'm kind of lazy, but... 
I considered asking you if you wanted to do one when I was like, haha, I felt sick on Thursday and didn't want to record. Um, yeah, I don't know. If we want to record like bonus, somewhat lower effort content, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like just kind of really free form, just kind of talking about stuff that might not be appropriate for the main feed. Um, I think that'd be a good avenue for that. Uh, but also, I have it disabled right now, but uh, I might re-enable it at some point. The T Aficionado also had uh, some merch uh, that I had created uh, via Patreon's mm-hmm. merch page. Uh, I'm looking at other avenues for merch that doesn't just take from the Patreon money. Because um, I want that to go towards like improving the podcast um, rather than... You know, I, if there's a way for people to get merch that that doesn't take from that fund, that'd be uh, better. But I don't want to also send out like shitty T-shirts from like Teespring because those are not the best quality. They are, in fact, pretty mid. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm probably gonna spend some time researching different uh different creators. Um. But yeah, if you, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash gothicsrest. Wow. And uh, who else is sponsoring us, Bird? Do you, have a, do you have a fake sponsor? This episode is also sponsored by the old school RuneScape villain arc. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, sick. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about Desert Treasure 2 now, uh, now that we've both actually done it. Yes, I finished the quest. Sir, yes, sir. I, uh, as previously what do you think about all the bosses now? As previously discussed, I did not finish them that Wednesday because the board game that I paid $300 for arrived that day, and I was very excited to play it, so I did. Yeah, you're doing like a weekly board game Dude, night now. It's, it's fun. That I, I'm not invited to. You are invited to it, but it's been on Wednesdays because we've been recording on Tuesdays. I'll probably yeah, have it, it on Tuesdays once we stop theoretically recording on Tuesdays. But yeah, um, we sh- are taking a break, I think, from Petscape D and D coming up because, uh, as in like this m- upcoming Wednesday or the one after that, we're not doing or we are doing. This Wednesday, I think. But after that, I believe we're taking a bit of a break. We, I need to talk to everyone. Okay. Um, but, uh, so I, I might have Wednesday evenings for you again. We'll see. But yeah, that theoretically wouldn't be an issue because, like, instead I can just do Tuesday. Because Tuesday works better for um, our buddy Parker as well. Okay. So. For... Tuesdays for board game night. For board game night, yeah, yeah, that'd work. Because my Tuesday evenings are free. My mornings aren't, but yeah, it would be it would be like Tuesday sometime around like two or three, and then like you know if you can't show up exactly, then you can show up a little later and like join in on the next game or something. Yeah, hell yeah, I could just walk over and uh, have a good time. Yeah, or someone to up or whatever. I need an excuse to go on more walks. Fair. I yeah, and then you wouldn't you if you wanted to you could walk back, but it'd probably be late. So like, 
you know, if if your roommate's over, he could drive you back, or like I could drive you back. Worst case. Oh yeah, I guess my roommate would be going too, yeah, so I could the just theoretically. If you're already home, you could just ride with him, and then if you yeah. like got home late from work and he was already over here, you could walk. I don't over work and Tuesdays. Drive back. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, yeah Tuesday, blue- Wednesday, I have off. I thought you said you work in the mornings on Wednesday or Tuesday. No, no, I have D and D in the morning. Ooh, okay. My uh, we we haven't been doing it for a while, but um, I have a Red Hand of Doom game going, which is a three point five module that I've converted to five E. So Epic. we're just like talking about like our real life right now, but um, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna address this question from Cloud Kicker. Uh, Baldur's Gate. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to. Bro, I'm so. Do you want to <laughs> do a co op playthrough? Does it have co op? Uh, the other two Larian Studios games do. I'm gonna assume so. Shit. Four player co op. Wow. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Bird, you want to do co op with me? Maybe. Yeah. I might. I might pick it up because I was. Part of me was like, I kind of want to wait till it's on sale. You but see, then, it's it's breaking records right now. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The G- LTT has a new game link channel, and they were talking about it on there. They talked about a wine show. So good. Asmongold was talking about it um because he he was talking about how he doesn't even know if he's going to play the game but he bought it just because of what it represents it's like yeah it's just a really good game with no like add-on purchases that's None. just I, it just goes i hard. love the dev too i i spoke to some of the developers at pax um and it was it was a great time yeah i i was gonna wait for it to go on sale but honestly it's the kind of game that i wouldn't feel bad at all just picking up full price mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a I, deserved full price the the first uh game i played from them was uh divinity 2 but i went back and played divinity 1 um divinity 2 is much better but they're still both fantastic games and the first playthrough of divinity 2 took so long but it's so good throughout the entire thing you don't feel bored because it's just like the world is so interesting the combat is interesting. Um, yeah, Div 2 is a game that I still need to play. I think I own it. I think I picked it up during a Steam sale, but I have just yet to Dude, we should to co-op it. it. I'd be down. I, I won't spoil it or anything for you. I, I'll, I'll let you make all the choices and stuff and just follow you around. But yeah, um, it's really fun, and I've been wanting to do another playthrough of it. Yeah, maybe. How many? Is that one two-player? Uh, four-player as well. Up to four-player. Maybe yeah, could... I used to do co-ops. I know. Of it. Yeah, I remember that. That's why I wasn't sure if it was two-player or more than that, because uh, I knew you did the the speedruns two-player. So yeah, maybe yeah. with that with Div, we might be able to get your roommate in on it. Uh, with Baldur's Gate, I don't know. Uh, your roommate's kind of weird about buying full-price games sometimes. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know if I don't know how much Div two is uh, on. If it's let's see, currently it forty-nine goes on sale. for forty-four ninety-nine, but. I think I picked it up for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's. I think it's worth the full price, but maybe I, I got understand. it from a humble bundle. I have no idea, but maybe a very epic, very cool game. Uh, we'll probably play it. Yeah, the 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 world and the lore is like super cool on its own. I've thought about like running a D and D game set in its universe, um, but are we talking converting about that? Or... Divinity, yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Baldur's Gate's already Gate's set. Li- I was about to say, Baldur's Gate is literally no, just a sword No, coast. Divinity has cool lore with, like, the sorcerers and stuff and uh, w- what that does. Um, 
I'm not gonna spoil the yeah, the story. I have no but idea what the fuck's going on in that universe. So yeah, it it's really cool. Um, you know what else is cool? The Desert Treasure Two changes. Yes. We can uh, we can talk about that now. We can talk about the game that this podcast is okay. actually about. Yeah, I want to talk this about podcast the changes. Is kind of just about whatever the fuck we want. Let's be honest. It just happens to be RuneScape most of the time. Yeah. I want to talk about the the changes as we go through talking about your experience with the quest. Yeah, so I want to run through the entire fucking quest. I'm going to pull up the wiki page right now for the <laughs> yeah, quest. It's literally what I did when I did um, the, the solo recording. I just pulled up the quest guide. Yeah, and just kind of talk through every part of it because I remember I was going to write down my thoughts about it, but I, I realized that I had thoughts about just kind of like every section of the quest. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to like once we get to it, just run through the quest guide. Probably the quick guide here. Um, just so it's like a, a yeah. list of things that happen and I can be like, oh yeah, this, this, this. So we start um, the quest, go into the vault that was added to the game pre-quest. I This is a thing that I like that they do now where they like add areas of the new quest to the game Hold months on. before the quest. One moment, red alert. Hot off the presses, we have a new patron at the Tea Aficionado <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you want me to read your 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 actual name here, uh, but uh, shout out to uh, Big Dog Larry for for being at the the tea aficionado Let's tier. Go. Thank you, very much appreciated. Yeah, I I see like your guys's real names and emails on here. I'm just like, hmm, I shouldn't read it. Read that out. That's probably not great. Um, so I need to see if I can like write a note. <laughs> oh, there is private notes when I click this. Cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, keep keep, go, keep Anyways, going. Guys, Sorry, I've derailed uh, you us. You start the quest by going to the the new place. I like that they add new places before the quest come out. That cool. Yeah, like. it's a cool way to hype it up. Um, it's a very cool thing that they do now. Um. And you find uh Mr. Smith, Mr. Asgarnia Smith, that jackass that did nothing in Desert Treasure One and wasn't even relevant for like ninety percent of the quest. Dude, I forgot he existed. Um I was like, who yeah, the you fuck literally is start this the guy? quest at him and then fuck off. Um, I, I, and the dialogue like, kind of jokes about that. It's it's Yeah, your character's like, Who are you? And I'm who? like, Yeah. I, right. who I remember are you. I remembered that you started the quest at him, but I didn't remember his name or what he looked like. So when I showed up to the vault and he was there, he was like, don't you remember me? I was like, and my character said no. I was oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember you, dude. I'm so sorry. partially why I probably don't remember him, his name used to just be Archaeologist. Ah, uh, yeah, they, that's true. They updated I... his name with uh, Desert Treasure 2. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. In Ju- July 26, 2023, his, the NPC was named, renamed from Archaeologist to Asgarnia Smith. Very so. interesting. Okay. That was a retroactive thing, which makes sense because they definitely were not planning yeah. uh, this since Desert Treasure 1. <laughs> Desert Treasure 1 is hobbled together from uh, a former intern. Yeah. What, who a, made a, what a story that is. Yeah, if you're interested, I'll link it in the description. There's an interview with Mod Ash, um, or maybe it's a, a text interview. I, I don't know. I'll find the link for it where it talks about uh, the development of yeah, Desert Treasure it's, 2. It's a wild story. But anyways, um, then you go to uh, you, you talk to him and you tell yeah me. you talk to him okay. you tell him he's a shithead and then you go to uh, Sentiston or you know the dig site um, mm-hmm. 
and you talk to like the main guy and he fucking tells you to go downstairs and you talk to this this new npc who's like interested in the majorat and stuff and you find a golem you beat the shit out of it and then you find a a broken golem and you do a little puzzle to turn it on that puzzle was fine nothing of particular interest yeah um and then i i thought i this shit is wild to me still you then get a text box you can type in anything you want anything yeah, inscape google which is just it, i thought it was it was very interesting i spent mm-hmm. probably too much time there just entering sh- just random shit just looking up you know the exact spelling of lore characters that i know of and just entering them in seeing which one i still haven't up. gone back to to do that this is the reason why i did not finish getting anywhere close to finishing the quest day one <laughs> is because i spent like maybe an hour and a half here just fucking around with this um very interesting I, it, it was a little disappointing because most of like the articles that you pull up on uh npcs not relevant to the quest are like cut cut and dry very simple uh the ones for the quests have a little bit about, about like what their whereabouts were at the time and i think the reasoning behind that is because the timeline of old school is kind of in a weird spot where they're not sure exactly how the lore works yet so they probably couldn't give too much detail on like a lot of other important characters because they're not really sure yet where they were at that time. Yeah, they talk about um on one of the casts recently about like the lore. When does it split? And Mod Ed was like, I don't like that question because it doesn't split. That's not like that's how we think about how old school and RS3 works. But like the lore doesn't split um we just lore, change it sometimes yeah the lore is different but it's not like it suddenly diverges from some like timeline point you know you, you, you get what i'm putting down yeah. i don't know he explained it better but yeah it's it's very it's very wibbly wobbly right now so it's kind of hard to to define a lot of those things but it was still it was still interesting to kind of sit there and just like get shit from this goal um but then you can put in the four names that were at the four statues, uh, and those tell you where to go. Um, and then uh, what's his nut, Mister Doctor guy, leaves, and you can go back and look at the uh, RuneScape Google real quick, and it shows you that he was looking up the Frostenhorn. Um, mm-hmm. And so you're like, your character is like, hmm, what's that? Just peeping on what he was doing, and then that's not relevant for a while. But then. We get to my first point of criticism. Vardorvis. Oh. His area. Okay, you started with Vardorvis. This is not where I started. This is just where the quest guide goes. I can start okay. where I actually started, which was the Yeah, I, I, I'd rather if you went in the order you went okay. so we can get kind of like your... I went to the like, Abyss first. Yeah. Um, because I very much enjoyed uh, the idea that... Guardians of the Rift was now a boss entrance. I was like, that sounds sick. I want to go there. Um, also, I found the concept of the Leviathan interesting. And also, Spari told me what each boss was weak to before I started, which I asked for it. It's not like he spoiled that. I just, I wanted to know. Yeah, because that's not particularly fun to like, I don't like run into the boss. Yeah. Oh, you brought the wrong style. I don't I like guess experimenting, I trying to figure out what a boss is weak to. I think that's boring. I just want to know what I should bring. So. Yeah. And that and I, I think experimenting can be a little bit fun, but it's not fun to be like, all right, 
Uh, I'm going to bring ranged because maybe the boss is arranged. Nope, it's not a ranged fight. Okay, I'll bring mage. Maybe it's a mage. No, it's not a mage yeah. fight. Okay, I'll bring melee. Oh, wow. And then experimenting from there, I think, is the fun part. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's fun in general, personally. But that's kind okay, of a that's, me thing. That's fair. I just want to kill it. the boss. Yeah. I am more interested in discovering the unique mechanics of a boss, not discovering what it's weak to. That's fair. I, I don't know. I was in Discord with the boys. There was like 20 of us at some point, And we're all just like, oh, this is how you do this thing. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Hell yeah. I'm more interested in like discovering, discovering you know, like lightning walking or something. Mm, okay. Discovering the tech. Yeah. I like the tech. I don't like just discovering what the boss is weak to. It's boring mm-hmm. to me. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, right. I, I, went, I went to Leviathan because I have both a ranged as my strongest style by a fucking long shot on my account. So, so that's why you picked it, just because it but was the also because boss. I liked the idea of the Leviathan. It was always the most interesting to me when they announced the names of the four bosses. Okay. So, and you all like just all of those factors combined. I was like, I'm going here, man. This sounds sick. So you pull up to Guardians of the Rift, and there's a new golem guy that's just like chilling there. And okay, I, I didn't know if the golem was always there. No, or not. he was not always there. He's definitely new. Okay. Um, gotcha. And uh, yeah, he's just chilling there and you can talk to him and you're like, yeah, bro, I got to go to the scar. And he's like, you're going to fucking die if you go into the scar. And you're like, bet. So he sends you <laughs> to the scar um, and you don't die miraculously. Uh, wow, who would have thought? There's a bunch of enemies. You kill those guys and then you're allowed to move on. Um, Which <sighs> I didn't end up liking this uh the fact that you have to show up into the abyss and then kill all those guys and then move on set the precedent for me that you needed to do that in all of the upcoming areas as well no you did not need to do it no you don't areas so a little bit odd in my opinion but whatever not i just thought it was really slow and boring hey well you know if you have venator bow apparently you can just like destroy all of them yeah no i just had only my claws uh, throughout the entire quest, I would do most of the sections with just claws and like full bandos. That's silly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was just claw scratching all the fucking dudes because I'm like, okay, most of the time I'm just gonna get like an NPC I need to kill real quick. So this is fine, and if I get a boss, I'll re gear for it. But, um, yeah, no, I I suffered through just claw scratching all the demons and the abyssal creatures. Yeah, it sounds awful. Um, yeah. but then. Uh, once you get there, you talk to uh, whatever that bitch's name is that you meet in Temple of uh, the Wizard Eye. Purston. Yeah, Wizard Purston. Um, Which apparently is an anagram, by the way. Oh, is it? That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Uh, Wizard Purston's name, uh, their full name is Mia Purston, which is an anagram for I Am Serpent. Okay, yeah, that checks out, I guess. Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. They had it planned out the whole time. Because they did say that uh, when they announced Desert Treasure 2, they were like, yeah, we've actually been planting the seeds for this the whole time. Yeah, since 2020, yeah. apparently. Which, you know, that's cool. I'm glad. Uh, it's it's nice to know that they're actually kind of like thinking long term like that um, for quests. I think that's very cool. Anyways, uh, the whole point of the scar is after you talk to her... Um, you go into like these four rooms to like light a bunch of ships on fire to make a bunch of smoke to lure the Leviathan to his particular spot and then kill it. Um, yeah. You go into these areas and there's 
a ship at the end of each area and there's like two or three puzzles per area that you have to solve um i think i think there's always two big puzzles isn't there or the three i don't remember there's three in every one three okay yeah um and there's also a bunch of enemies that for a while i thought you had to kill every single one of them no you didn't um so that's cool (laughs) um yeah uh, scattered around are also like these little chests that can include either scarred flesh, I think is what it's called. It's just an item that restores scarred scraps, scarred scraps. It store restores health, uh, prayer and gives you a stamina effect, um, yep. which is cool. I don't like having to use staminas just in general. It's annoying to bring them around. So to mm-hmm. just be given them while you're expected to run around for this quest is kind of nice. Yeah, it's very um, nice. Especially also since it heals you since like, you don't take a ton of damage during the puzzles, but you take a little bit. So it's yeah, like kind of a little bit. And you like use Especially a little bit of in front overhead of the demons as well. too. Yeah. They, they hate you. So it's nice to just have that little bit of refresher. Um, so you can focus on the actually interesting part, which is these little puzzles. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Um, I'm not going to go over each puzzle individually. Individually, that no. would take way too long, but they're all very interesting. Um, none yeah, of them, I thought they were good for the most part. None of them were particularly esoteric, such that I like couldn't figure it out on my own. I thought the one that you had to, like, make all the different nerves from, like, combining them was kind of annoying. I didn't mind it. Um, It wasn't that bad, but I was just kind of annoyed by the end of it. Like, man, this took longer than I think it should have to, like, combine, like, four different nerves together to make, like, a wrath nerve. And I don't know. That's fair, I guess. I don't know. Um, I didn't really mind it. Uh, but I also like runecrafting. So, my opinion, it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, then you finish all these rooms. There's a bunch of chests also scattered around that contain little lore bits, uh, which I actually appreciated. Um, I actually read literally everything that you were given in this quest. Um, by the point I got to this, uh, section, I stopped reading the lore. I'm going to be entirely honest. I read all the dialogue, but I was really tired. Yeah. I think we, I think we talked about the lore implications of this one on another podcast, so I'm not going to go over it again. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was last episode or something. I don't remember. Yeah, go back and listen to the last episode if you want to um, hear us talk about that. We talked about it very briefly, and it's yeah, that's all it deserves. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, then once you're done with all these little puzzles, you can fight the Leviathan. You row out to a little island, and uh, there's like this little tiny little guy, and you're like, haha, look, the boss is tiny. And then he gets eaten by the giant Leviathan, and god damn, he looks cool. I really like the Leviathan's model. <laughs> um, I think he looks sick. I don't know how you feel about him, but I think it Yeah, I think it looks really good. Um, Dragex outdid themselves with all the models yeah, from this quest. Cool. I think they all look great. And they um, all look old school enough as well. Yeah, they're not overly modeled like some models have been in the past, um, especially in like Perftinus. I think Perftinus is really... Uh, susceptible to that yeah, um, they, they made it better with some of the elves but there's still some stuff here that's a little a little wacky mm-hmm. um yeah i think it looks great but yeah leviathan this is the only boss that i've killed a lot of because i think it's sick um this boss it shoots orbs at you they're green blue and red what do you think you have to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, I've heard complaints the that the orbs are hard to see if you're colorblind. Um, Just don't be colorblind. I don't know. 
Yeah. See color. Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. Um that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of a Jagex needs to implement a colorblindness mode thing, but that's mm-hmm. also not easy to do as someone who has had to implement a colorblindness mode to a pre-existing project. Yeah, I, I think especially with the engine as it currently exists, that might be very difficult Even, to do. I worked in a with a Unity project in college that was pre-existing, and I had to add a colorblindness mode. And it was not really as easy as like taking advantage of Unity's like you know ability to just modify the graphics engine to not show this color or like render this color as this color. There was a bunch of stuff that just needed to be fundamentally changed because you'd have like this color and this color op- on top of each other. So applying that filter would then cause them to just look the same um which was problematic so there was a lot of just like going through the entire fucking game and figuring out what things need to be changed uh on which color blindness modes and it is going to be rough for them to do that with yeah. this game it's not as simple as just applying a filter to everything yeah and you, it's very much not as as much as doing that with this engine, but even on engines where it is that simple, it's still not that simple. So, I think a band aid solution is maybe they can have um, certain bosses that you can like right click something to like enable a a colorblind mode for just specifically that boss, and yeah. all it does is change the attacks. I remember um, hearing a colorblindness complaint when Mahogany Homes came out as well that the uh, little red borders around the Mahogany Homes things that you need to click on were kind of hard to see with certain colorblindness. Mm. Um, and they were like, yeah, also we'll do something help. about that. And then didn't. Um, there's a, a plugin for Chambers of Zarek that changes uh, the orbs that uh, Ulm sends out instead of being uh, little colored balls. It changes it to the TOA. Yeah, I've seen that plugin. Arrow, scimitar, or mage ball. Um, and apparently that also exists for um, Tob. So, I think you know changing oh, yeah, I guess. that yeah, might be shoots mage and range projectiles. I think it's for Sodaseg. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could see it being for Sodaseg as well because he shoots the black and red balls. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, having some option like that for certain encounters might be yeah a, a way to do it. Like the little board outside, you can right click and yeah maybe. toggle uh colorblind mode. But for me, someone who is not any kind of colorblind, I can see the orbs just fine, and I know which thing. Yeah, to it's pray. fine. The first time I did this boss, you know, the boss starts shooting colored orbs at me, and I'm like, it's. I enjoyed it because it's it was very Im- obvious. It was immediately clear what I needed to do. I was like, this mm-hmm. is cool. And then rocks start falling down from the ceiling and they have shadows. That is also immediately clear what you're supposed to do. And then you start seeing that some of the rocks stay on the ground. And you're like, oh, I wonder what that means. Do I have to hide behind these? And then like later you also discover that like uh, during each rock phase at the beginning or during each you know set of falling rocks at the very beginning of the fight and after each special, um rocks two rocks will fall on either the north south or east west tiles and that indicates which special you need so there's like a little bit of depth there which is kind of cool um then you pray against you know the right thing and the first time i did this boss um i i just kind of let him go i never stunned him just to see how fast he went 
And I died pretty quick just because I was laughing because I wasn't expecting him to just start going that fast. I was like, ain't no yeah, way they did this. This is rate. hilarious. Yeah. Um, of note, too, like the boss does a pretty good job of introducing the player to the mechanics as you go throughout the fight. Because yes. at first, it's just mage and range. Yeah, it's mage and range uh, with four ticks uh, between mm. uh, attacks. And yeah, then and then it speeds up. Then and it, it speeds gets up. Melee. Two ticks between attacks, and then adds melee. Still two ticks between attacks, and then we just start sending the one ticks, baby. Yeah. Um. And then and, and the specials don't happen until you stun it, so it's like yep. you know you get ample time to get used to the mechanics before like it starts to ramp up. I know that I'm kind of insane, and I do. I generally tend to do one more phase of orbs than most people do. Um. I wait until you have literally one tick reaction speed because basically the way it works is he'll you know he'll shoot an orb at you and there's an amount of time before it hits you. Um, I wait until that amount of time is one tick. You have a single tick reaction time between the first orb going and just sending it. Um, eventually, it gets to zero tick, <laughs> so it starts working like a normal enemy where you have to be praying, praying the right thing when he attacks. Which is just fucking impossible, and that's when I stun him. Is it zero tick, or is it? Uh, I I think you get like the little uh like the dangly bit. No, it's zero tick. Bit it gets to zero tick you. where it is the same. It shows it on the dangly bit, and it hits you that same tick. Okay, well then, uh, good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, you literally can't do that phase. It's just impossible. So you have to stun him before that happens. Uh, and you stun him by shadow barraging him, which completely stops him from attacking. You can run around behind him and get a very high damage hit. How does that work? It seems like um, I always hit high damage. Is it like, is there a modifier to it? or currently, It's not currently like fully understood. because um, It definitely seems like you hit high. Like obviously it's not guaranteed max hit. But you do seem yeah. to hit pretty high whenever you do that. Um, it seems like right now you hit higher than normal. Yeah. Because um, is that why people bring Web Weaver? Yeah, that's why they bring Web Weaver. But um, the uh, Volatile Nightmare Staff hits like 120s. Sheesh! Like it can max like a God 120 dang. or a 122 or something. Because, yeah, I think you also um, get that bonus while you're standing in the cum orb, right? During the final yeah. phase. Yeah, I believe so. We'll get to that if you don't know what the cum orb is. This boss also has cum phase. Yeah, I hate that it's called that. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think it's hilarious. Because um, I was originally calling it orb phase, and then someone called it cum phase, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm fucked up in the head. Let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, you stun him, you shoot him from behind, you deal increased damage. When you shoot him from behind, you get one shot. And then he will turn around and he will do one of two specials. You can tell which special it is based on the first set of rocks that fell down uh, that phase. If they landed on the north and south side, there will be one rock on the north and south side. That means he is going to start spitting 10 rocks at you. Um, They take two ticks to arrive to you. So you can actually, you can minimize the amount of rocks that land uh, on the floor down to five, um, which is important for the awakened version. Uh, but not particularly important for the regular version unless you're doing like mm-hmm. shitter DPS. Um, but yeah, you can you can reduce it down to five. And then once he's shot all 10 orbs at you, 
Uh, I think you get about like three ticks uh, before he explodes and deals like upwards of 70 damage uh, if you're not standing behind a rock. Um, I definitely still tank those explosions from time to time because I'm too busy like trying to fuck around putting the rocks in funny places. <laughs> and I yeah, forget drawing to, penises with the rocks. I forget to actually stand behind a rock. <laughs> um, surprisingly has not killed me because I usually camp high HP because it is extraordinarily easy to get stacked out at this boss. Um, if I think you're, all the bosses work like that. Yeah, if you are... With Leviathan in particular, if you are... If you ever at any point get behind while praying, it can be it can be somewhat difficult to adjust your brain to like snap to what you need to be instead of trying to like slowly catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if there's the the rock version where he explodes, and then there's also if it's east and south rocks, um, you get the lightning special attack where you need to run around because he's going to start shooting lightning at you. He's just basically going to face you as much as he can. He only has uh. He, he can only turn so much, but he will constantly look towards you and start shooting lightning that just waves down an entire section of the uh, the fight arena. And uh, you gotta you gotta run around, not get hit by those, and you can still deal damage to the boss during both of these phases. So there's lots of different strategies to continue shooting while avoiding these uh, special attacks. Lightning is significantly more interesting than uh, rocks for trying to deal damage. Um, yeah, it seems like there's like a lot of different strategies for uh, people who say Wooks walk, but then other people get mad when you say it's Wooks walking because it's technically not. But Wooks walking the uh, lightning. Yeah, lightning, lightning walking is super cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's a better phrase for it. There is a strategy where you can place rocks in certain places. Uh, there's all kinds of different places you can place them. People have figured out certain strategies. There's one strategy that I use, uh, but it's not the only one. But what I do is I place one kind of on a corner tile um, and the the creator of the strategy is just fucking insane. And if you're using Bofa uh, or any other four tick or even two tick weapon, uh, just an even tick weapon, uh, you can get to this spot when he starts doing the special attack exactly on tick and never miss any attacks. And I think it's cool as fuck. And then you basically yeah, just click the boss one nice tick, thing. click behind the rock the other tick, click boss another tick, click behind the rock, and you just walk in between the lightning strikes, and you feel cool as fuck while you're doing it. Hell and yeah. if you get hit by the lightning, it does like 20 to 30 damage on average. Um, so it's not over if you like fuck up. You can just kind of like run away um, and heal up a little bit as you're running if you fuck it up, which is nice. Um, I imagine in the Awakened version, uh, probably not as lenient, but... And you'll probably just die yeah, if you, you fuck it up. Probably just eat shit. Um, yeah. Don't fuck up if you're doing the awakened version. Um, speaking of fucking up, this boss is very interesting on orbs. Uh, while the special attacks have like you know a, a very specific range of damage they do, um, the explosion seems to do like fifty to sixty. The lightning seems to do twenty to thirty. The orbs deal one, zero to like forty damage. I have been off prayer on an orb and been hit a zero it is possible interesting i mean that's definitely like you're talking about like the the regular attack orbs right it is i mean it it makes sense right because they're his standard attack yeah but it just feels wild to miss a prayer and just get like a three 
Mm-hmm. At that boss in particular, it just feels wild to do that. I don't know. I remember. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, I will continue explaining the boss before I, I have a little anecdote there. Um, once you're done, once the boss gets down to like, I don't know what percent HP, like probably 10%, I'd guess. Um, he, he has like 700 health. I don't fucking remember. Once he gets down to low HP, uh, he spawns a little orb. Um, on one of the corners of the battlefield, by default, the northwestern corner, but if there's rocks in the way, it'll spawn in a different spot, etc., etc. You need to go stand in that fucking orb as soon as you can. Um, while standing in the orb, uh, you have some protection from his now-empowered attacks, as well as you deal more damage. Um, basically, his attacks will deal chip damage if you're not standing in the orb. So even if you're on prayer, you can take upwards of like 20 damage, um, which sucks. You don't want that mm-hmm. uh, because he attacks at a two tick speed during this phase. And also rocks are constantly falling from the ceiling. So during this final phase, you have to manage hitting the boss, changing your prayer every two ticks uh, if he decides to be an asshole and switch his attack style every single tick, which he has a tendency to do. Um, and also... Did I already? Which one did I already say? Staying in the orb, shooting the boss, managing your prayer, and also not getting hit by rocks falling from the ceiling. And also, pathing is not locations. Pathing is not as easy as you would think it would be because now there's rocks everywhere. So standing mm-hmm. in this three by three area of the orb can be somewhat difficult. And also, if you stand next to the boss, he can chomp you for like upwards of seventy damage. Yeah, you'll get. Don't stand in melee range. So you have to be very careful about where you're stepping, when you're attacking, because if you attack while you're behind a rock, your character will pass to fucking Narnia to shoot him. There's a lot to think about. And it's very exciting. I like it quite a bit. And then when he dies, you get loot. It's pretty awesome. I love it when that happens. Yeah, I like loot. It's a good boss. Loot's not the the best there, but you're there for the uniques. I don't think it's that bad. Fair. I haven't done it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too bad. I I've done. I've done mostly just Fardorvis, and his loot sucks. That, uh, I hate. I never once got the they like shit arrows. arrow drops. Okay. The only arrows I ever received were rune arrows. You get rune arrows and coal and gold, and okay, his drops are are less bad. Yeah, they're Fardorvis just decent. gives you fucking javelin heads constantly. Yeah, you and get, they suck. You get javelin heads from Leviathan. I have, but only dragon ones. I only saw dragon ones. So, you also get uh, ninety onyx bolt tips as a drop. Yeah, you I got can the get drop. That at, I got that drop Vardorvis back to back. Too. That's a pretty good one. It's sash. The money drop, baby. Uh, also, oh, yeah. the other money drops are runite ore. It's like somewhere in the range of twenty of it, and like a hundred and some manta rays uncooked, um, which is also a pretty good drop. Uh, that's pretty good yeah there's some supply drops you can grab some range potions all kinds of different ores some gems if you're really unlucky yeah and the supply essence. drops actually make sense here yeah. I don't remember what boss but there was a boss that just had the most nonsensical supply drops and I don't remember what it was maybe it was muspa um, but you got like potions that just didn't make sense for the content I know muspa gave you gives you um Prayer potions and I think ancient brews, not forgotten brews, specifically ancient brews. Um, I mean, you can just take the yeah, essence that you, you have. And if you have the herbal level, it. you can just make it. So it's whatever. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't have the herbal level when I was doing the boss. 
and plus I was using like Bofa only, so it didn't matter. Scrub um, problem. No, it wasn't Muspa then. I'm I'm looking at the food and potions. Yeah. I don't remember what boss it was. But yeah, they, they, they make they, sense here. Um, yeah. I got the tablet, but notably, uh, if you have the Amulet of the Eye from doing Guardians of the Rift, the tablet isn't like a super big deal, honestly. Um, for this boss in particular, because Amulet yeah, of the takes Eye you close. takes you pretty close already, and it also takes you to a bank along the way, mm-hmm. which can be very helpful. My strategy yeah. was typically teleport to my house, refresh my stats with my pool, use the Amulet of the Eye, and go to uh, the bank, re- re-get, you know, re-gear, get some more food and shit, and then go back to the boss. But the the first of the changes is the Ring of Shadows, which you know lets you teleport to the boss. Um, you don't have to worry about uh, losing that if you die to Leviathan or any of the other bosses. You can just buy multiple now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I personally won't do this, but it's cool. I'll probably end up doing this because dying to Vardorvis or dying. Oh my god, dying at freaking Whisperer. I've died a few times doing that boss. Um, and having yeah, to do awful. that run back that run is terrible. fucking I, terrible. I did one kill at that boss. Um, the run there was awful, and with my gear, that boss is awful. So, yeah, whisperer people are like, oh man, it's so quick. You get all the unique so fast there now, and it's like if, if you have a you shadow, have shadow, <laughs> it's like a minute slower if you don't. You know how long it took me to kill that boss? How long? Six minutes. Jesus Christ! It takes me like three to four minutes. I don't have um, it a cult. And my mage yeah, gear is mystics. That's fair. Yeah, and I'm using uh Arams with a uh with the uh saying uh all the the mage percent increases that like I can reasonably afford, including an imbued heart and the and the shield. So like, you know, it's not yeah, it's the upgraded, bad for me. not the fortified, but if I ever get uh a cult, which Maybe someday I will. Right now I'm on another fucking Serb task because I, I think I forgot. Do you have the level for it now? No. Um, ah. I am 91. I'd need two more. Um, okay. 93 is uh, Smoke Devils. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking upset, dude. I finished that Serb task, went back to Duradel, and he gave me a Drake's task, and I was like, I'm not fucking <laughs> doing Drake's ever, dude. Blocked it. Hellhounds. Do you have uh, all the uniques there now? I only have the tooth, but I don't give a shit about the claw. If I ever do give a shit about the claw, I will have a dragon hunter weapon. Fair. And I think you can kill them off task anyways. So Yeah. Are the rates the same off task? Because that's, that's when they're like doing I don't all think so. the like. I think, I think those are a, a weird like you need to be on task to get the rate one, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, regardless, I'm not going back there till I have a dragon hunter lance or dragon hunter crossbow. That's fair. I think I did mine with Fang. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'd do them with Fang, but I still don't even give a shit. Yeah. I have the the one that actually matters that can make the Devout Boots. The only other collection log there is the uh, Boots of Brimstone, which are fucking worthless. So. Yeah, that's... Now I have another Serb task. So excited to go do another 165. It's going to be awesome. Love that boss. You get absolutely nothing. (laughs) Ha ha. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said earlier, I got three crystals, which is pretty lucky for 200 KC. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's more crystals than I have. Two Pagasians kind of hurts, but um, I hate Serb, so I don't do it much. But I have two hundred fourteen KC, 
Uh, Damn, I'm gonna have an more eternal identification. Uh, and I got the eternal when it was worthless. So sad. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't expect to see another crystal this next task because I got pretty lucky with three and two hundred. Um, but you know, I wouldn't mind getting. I don't even care if it's the eternal crystal or the um. Good one, primordial crystal. Even if it's another smoldering stone, I don't give a shit. Just don't give me another fucking pigation crystal, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that it's literally worthless. For you. So bad. Um. um anyways. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably enough talking about Leviathan. That's probably the the end of my shit. My favorite. Yeah, boss. I don't know if we need to go in depth on all the mechanics for yeah. all the bosses, but I, that's just the one that I remember the most. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's the boss I've grinded the most, so I just kind of wanted to gush about it for a second because I really like it. I think it's great. Uh, where did I go next? I think I went to Vardorvis Land. Um, Hell yeah. My favorite one. Let's see. Yeah, I, I went to Vardorvis Land next. This one was, it was cool. Uh, it was kind of cool to be on Zaya. Um, mm-hmm. I always like it when they, they have Zaya in these quests, kind of uh, like in Dragon Slayer 2, when Zaya was just kind of there. It was like, oh, cool. Integrating it into the rest of the lore. Yep. I like that. It, it feels less and less like its own, like, you know, separate yeah. area. And like, it's actually. It's always like in the lore. Belongs. It's always like this faraway land. But it's like, yeah, we went to this place because, you know, they were looking for this dwarf in, in the case of these guys. Um I was expecting a reference to, um, I think there was a reference. I don't remember. I was expecting a reference to uh, Skatizo and uh, Molten Bitch. Um, oh, uh, the Rock uh, Boss, Rock Lady. Fuck. Yeah, your your brain. Your, I'm your literally standing right next to the platform work. that you can teleport to her. Uh, uh, to uh, hang on, I'm going down right now. Yeah, uh, volcano. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I was expecting a reference to them, um, but maybe Wait, that's why? not the right time frame. I don't know. Um, why would there be a reference to them? I don't know because fucking uh, Zaya <laughs> and their servants of Zamorak. Uh. Oh wait, what is? Does Zamorak have anything to do with Zaya, though? Zamorak has everything to do with this. That's why they were fighting a war. Okay. Okay. They were fighting against the forces of Zamorak, which were betrayers from the forces of Zaros. That's what was going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you were talking about... I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, because they were they were servants of Zamorak, right? So I was expecting maybe to hear something about that since we were in Zaya, since it's relevant information there. Eh, who knows? Maybe I th- I felt like at some point I read something about it, but it didn't matter. Anyways, um, this area sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, Skill the, issue. The the area has a really interesting concept of these these like zombie guys that mm-hmm. if you get too close, they get angry at you. Um, part of my problem was that I only had melee on me, um, when I was doing this. Uh, yeah, I, I brought, uh, ice barrage and it made it so easy. This is actually, you don't even need ice barrage for this. Um, after you said that, I just brought Bofa. If you shoot one of them, it doesn't alert all of them and they just start very slowly walking towards you at half tick walk speed. So you can just kind of like gun everything down from really far away, which doesn't make this better. I still think that's lame. 
Um, the idea of having to sneak around these guys is very interesting, but no, I, the I, area I, is very restrictive. The hallways mm-hmm. are very small. There is not enough space to walk around them. They move all the fucking time at random. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I think it was an interesting idea that was terribly executed. Their aggro range is pretty big, too. Yeah. So, uh, like, trying to sneak past them. It's it's two me. tiles away. Um, is it only two tiles? I felt like it was No, bigger. it's two. Uh, okay. And it doesn't matter if you're running or walking. If you're within two tiles of them, they are alerted. So, it's a, a total of a five by five area, I think. Yeah, five by five area around them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so theoretically, I, I feel like if there had been a bit more space here and if their pathing had been a bit more predictable, it could have been more interesting. But what it comes down to is if you're in this area, just shoot them from far away if they're in your way. Yeah. Which is, I found Ali's barrage was good, but both it works. Yeah, too, I, guess. I, I learned very quickly that you can just shoot him. Yeah, I I just think it's lame. I think this area could have been way cooler. But I will say that the story of the the guy I thought it was really thematic and like I felt genuinely creeped out by the area. Like yeah, it was. I, I think the atmosphere is still good. I just think that yeah. the mechanics are disappointing. Um, I don't think every area needed like their own like puzzles and stuff. I think this was fine for this area. Yeah. A nice break from the rest of uh, the puzzle-filled areas. It doesn't even need to be that much of a puzzle, though. Like, I don't know, just let me pass to the right area and avoid all of them. I don't want to have to fucking sit there and shoot them. Felt boring. Um, the lore here was cool, though. Um, this is like a... There was an old civilization here that predated uh, the... Zarosian forces that showed up here so they were like trying to discover it and whatever race it was here they were trying to like cure they were trying to find essentially immortality um, and they created this stranglewood disease in trying to do that and while they while the um, Zarosian forces were exploring the ruins they uncovered this stranglewood disease and succumbed to it and so now there's all these stranglewood guys and like some of them look like uh the um Zaya guards um from like the uh the big yeah they were like npcs that went there and were unfortunately so it's kind of uh, cool it's caught. kind of thematic yeah um the temples line up with other things we've seen in uh in Zaya, so they kind of work there as well very interested to to know more about the ancient civilizations of Zaya. very very cool interesting lore uh, with like you know the the new temples that they've added around when they did the uh, Shazian rework, uh, the Forthos dungeon, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're clearly setting up some some kind of interesting types of races that used to live here. Excited to learn more about it. Um, I'm going to now bring up the change that they added to this area. Originally, there was no method at which to restore your run around here. You just had to drink stams, which wasn't in line with two of the other areas. Notably, the scar had those things that you could eat that we mentioned. This area I now felt has this area was small enough that it wasn't too much of an yeah, issue. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, it wasn't too big of a deal here, um, but I did have to bring stamina. Yeah, but it wasn't like it's kind of what you expect from questing, in my opinion, is to have to use yeah. like a couple stamps to run around. This area, I, wasn't I think, massive. By the any difference means. between this area and the other area was it's small enough, and you don't have to keep running around so much. Yeah, you run through once. 
or twice. Notably, I ran to one of the areas where you're supposed to find, you have to find like two ingredients for this guy who's like trying to, you know, create a, uh, not an antidote, but a resistance to the, uh, the stranglewood. And then he's also here specifically to find a cure to a, a, uh, life-threatening disease that he has, uh, that is completely separate from the stranglewood. Um, so, you know, interesting stuff. I ran up to the the first herb that you're supposed to get and uh, just completely missed it. Just didn't even notice it. Um, then I ran down to the other one and got that. I think they it was have like a mushroom. special strangled next to each of the things you're supposed to grab, so you notice them. Yeah, well, I didn't notice the first one. It's like a, a I, it was a boar. Yeah, the lynx box or something. Oh, uh, lynx. You're right. You're right. I got the lynx. And, like, it took me a second to even find, like, the mushroom you were supposed to get down there. There's a cave down near that lynx that if you... Oh, is there? If you explore... If you try to go in it, mm-hmm. uh, a spider just jumps out, deals three damage to you, and runs away. God bless. Uh, it's... Nothing happens. I, like, try... I try bringing, like, a knife and a torch just to try and fuck with it. No, nothing happens. Um, and then there's another uh, kind of, if you go where you'd get the herb if you go kind of the east there's like a mining area um there's another cave over there that if you try and go through i think it's going to be an access to uh varlamore in the future but right now it just takes you nowhere oh interesting um and then there's also a chest in the mining area that if you try and open it it says you need a lockpick so i went back and got a lockpick and then i opened uh the chest and it just teleports you to uh, an area on Mount Kidmamortem, or uh, not Kidmamortem, uh, Mount Karum. It teleports you to an mm. area on Mount Karum that is just surrounded by the blue lava. You just can't get out. <laughs> You're stuck. You're just, you just get trolled. You, you had to home tell. Yeah, you have to home tell your other somehow other telly out of there. That's really funny. Super funny. Um, very much in the kind of the fuck you uh, style of the original Desert Treasure. Mm-hmm. of just kind of trolling you for no reason. I thought that was funny. Um, and it's completely out of the way too, so it's it's clearly just supposed to be like a meme, um, which honestly I appreciated. Yeah. Um, once you get through this area, you get to fight Vardorvis. The Vardorvis fight is cool. Um, yeah. I I haven't gone back and done more of it yet. Um, the only criticism I had of this fight was the little projectile that his head pops out and shoots at you is blue, and so I thought you needed to pray mage. You do not need to pray mage against it. You need to pray range against it. Uh oh, I'm reading through the the patch notes. Apparently, you can now go back to Castanet's hideout and get stink bombs to Oh yeah, I saw that. attract the strangled. So maybe that'll help people who are trying to go through the quest. It seems um, like that is more directed towards people that have done the quest that can like but There's like no strangled post quest anymore. There's like a few. Well, I, I but think it's not a problem. I think it's supposed to be a solution to what we were talking about uh like the day after it released where you're constantly just getting hit by like threes while trying to get to Vardorvis. Yeah, but there's like way less strangled now. They yeah, they already I, mostly solved that. I don't know. You like you don't take that much damage anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh um, I think this is for the quest. Maybe, um, yeah, I don't know, but um, then you kill Vardorvis. Like I said, the only issue I had was the the projectile I thought you were supposed to pray mage against, and if you if you miss the prayer against it, uh, deactivates your prayers. So I was just really fucking confused what I was doing wrong. Um, 
It felt a little strangely advertised. It looks like a magic projectile to me. I I, I just don't know what else to say. I, I don't know why my brain interpreted it as a ranged projectile. The only... It, the, what kind of proves to me that it feels like a magic projectile is the only difference between uh, the ranged projectile and the magic projectile in the Awakened version is the magic one has like these extra little rings around it and is the same color. I haven't seen the, the magic projectile. It basically looks the exact fucking same. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know it that was a little weird to me but as soon as you figured out you figured out um, especially after doing Leviathan where it was very very clear to me what I was supposed to do that felt a little weird but what can you do still a good yeah, boss yeah I can see that um, and then I think axe skipping is really fun at yeah it's Orvis. very interesting um, uh Mr. Hot Water, no monkey, uh, described the boss as uh, walk between two tiles simulator, which I think is a fair fair. criticism. Um, But eh, I think there's enough going on for the normal fucking player that it's still interesting. Yeah. You know, you have to walk between two tiles, but you need to know when to time it when you actually need to. Yeah. you have to manage that on top of uh, swapping your prayer to range whenever that attack comes up. And also, like, there's little bits of efficiency on, like, when exactly you uh, move so that you can uh, avoid getting uh, the uh, the spike attack. Because um, as long as you're against the wall, it can't spike attack. Um, so, it, you know, I, I think it has enough going on. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Um but I definitely understand the walk between two tiles simulator uh, criticism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool fight. Uh, you then go back to the temple and uh, you find what's is not getting attacked by more strangled. You kill the strangled and oh no, he's been bit uh, by a strangled. And so he finds the thing that he was trying to find and you don't find the thing you were trying to find and he's like i gotta go back to hasidius and you're like but bro you literally are like infected by this shit and he's like i don't even care i gotta go back and your character well, he like, wants to do the ritual that like caused the stranglewood in the first place does he i thought he yeah. just he he he's like i found the the thing to do the ritual i'm gonna do it better than they did does he actually uh, i know how to... that fucking ignorant yeah hang on i gotta go back and read this shit because i thought yeah, i like, thought the issue he... was that he found like a thing that he needs to distill in his lab, but he is infected. No, so the thing he was looking for was like the thing to do the ritual, and uh, he finds it. But uh, your character is like, I'm not gonna let you go. Like, risk people in in the rest of Zaya to go do this ritual. I, I could I, be wrong. I think I think you might be wrong, but I'm not totally sure. I'd have to go through through like the full. Uh... Uh, transcript of the quest but he says um he found something beyond the doors but needs to return to karen for the medical equipment to treat his condition however already infected by the strangler you deem it too high a risk to spread the infection leaving him no choice but to fight his way out i feel like i recall in the the quest dialogue he was talking about wanting to do the ritual regardless you have to kick his ass because he's gonna fuck over hasidius yeah and suddenly he becomes like fucking Naruto ninja running yeah, around he goes the room fucking sicko potions this at boss you. Fight's I was cool. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was cool. Um, but I was just like, I thought you were sickly. What the yeah. hell is happening? He just goes fucking insane. 
absolutely I talked starts about whooping it in, ass. The, uh, in my solo uh, ramble, but uh, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a, a incongruence between NPCs how they're supposed to behave in lore and like how they behave in fights yeah. because you know we need it to be interesting fight wise but like yeah. you know yeah i don't know i i didn't really uh see that as an issue i just kind of like i, I guess i'm kind of just used to npcs just whooping your ass because they feel like it <laughs> um the fight was interesting uh i think i died once or i didn't die but i like got venomed uh and then got close to death and i was like i'm just fucking out of here um I died like four times to him. I'm I'm garbage. <laughs> yeah, I got him on my second once. That's an L for um, you. <laughs> I, yeah, I died to him more than I died to three of the other bosses <laughs> in this fight or in this quest. That's funny. Um, the only boss I died more to was uh the final boss, and that's just because I was being stubborn with uh one of them. Yeah, but um. This boss was interesting. I thought that this story was the coolest of all, like the the subplots. Mm-hmm. I liked, you know, kind of trying, kind of like gaining his trust, learning his motives, learning about the the ancient history of this area, and then kind of like turning the tides on him at the end when you're like, dude, you can't go back, and he's like, I have to, and you're like, nah, bro, it's over for you. I thought it was cool. I like that one. Um, I have an additional criticism that I will speak about at the end but that is for the end of the quest next area unless you have anything else to say nope not really all right next area i think i did yeah i did whisperer next um i did duke last the whisperer area this is an area below camdozel uh this is the lasar undercity this is super cool i love this area um Mechanically, I think that the Shadow Realm gets a bit stale. I think it overstays its welcome a little bit. Um, and doesn't change enough to be meaningfully interesting. Getting the the new tools to survive in the Shadow Realm for longer wasn't interesting enough to me um, for as long as it was drug out. Um, it was very long. Yeah, it felt, um, it felt a bit long. They've added stamp pools there now. Yeah. Thank God. But that's very nice. Um, um, but yeah. I, I think you can probably speed through the section a lot faster if you actually like look at a guy. Yeah, if you know what you're but doing here, to... you can probably speed through it pretty fast. But I was like going around exploring, doing whatever. Yeah, trying to puzzle through it is. Um, it took me like three hours. The teleporters are section. very nice. Um, you know, it's pretty cool that there's like teleporters all over the area. Um, slowly figuring it out was interesting, but as soon as you kind of like understood the main mechanics of the uh the shadow realm it's interesting for like the first couple puzzles and then you start like just upgrading your torch and now you can kill the next type of vine that's blocking a door it has the garden of death issue where it's interesting for a bit but then they just keep doing it over and over again it it definitely overstates welcome in my opinion but still interesting um overall i liked it I, I very much just like the the concept of this area. This like the undercity. atmosphere is so the good atmosphere too. is very good. All the models look super cool. The music here is sick. Um, the shadow realm is a cool concept, despite the fact that mechanically it overstays its welcome. Just in like lore and atmosphere, super cool. Love it. I understand um, the area needed to be big too for like, hey, this is an entire dwarven city yeah. underground. Like, well, it it's not even a dwarven city. It's a 
Zerosian city that was later overtaken by dwarves. Oh, is that the the lore? Yes, okay. I, uh, I thought it was the Kimdozel dwarves that built the city. No, the the, gotcha. the Zerosian uh, Empire built this city, and then eventually Kamdoza was built unknowingly on top of it, and some of the uh, Kamdozel dwarves uh, made their way down into it. Uh, Kamdozel is not the first uh, home of the Imkando, uh, is something we learn in this, uh, and there's like another city that they had that fell. To a similar gotcha, fate gotcha. as the Lasar Undercity. Um, okay, interesting. So there's possibly some some further lore to explore there. Notably, we also don't get to explore all of the Lasar Undercity. There's like a couple of locked off gate areas. Um, probably, in my guess, would never explore them. I think it's just supposed to be like, hey, look, this isn't all the city. It goes in other places. But like, you know, that's just kind of a, a lore thing. Um. We'll see, though. Uh, there's definitely that gate on the northern side, which could definitely open to something, but there's like some doors in the wall that I imagine will never be opened. There is another hidden chest in this area. I don't know if you found it. <laughs> yeah, I did find um, it. There's a chest in the wall that you can uh, pick the lock of. It takes like fucking 20 years to pick the lock. Um, as you as you start picking the lock, it like says, oh man, this is, this is a tough one. You think you almost have it. This is taking yeah. forever. And, and it's, it's like, like, oh, it's the lock is fighting back. Yeah, it, it takes forever. It's kind of funny. Um, and then the whisper like starts teleporting you around all the place, all over the place and like summoning ghosts and you just like kill the ghosts. Um, I wasn't sure really what was going on, but it was interesting. I. Oh, that's right. That was my big complaint of this area. I found that first. That was like the first thing I found in the city. Oh, did it like throw you off? Kind of. I had to go to the quest guide to figure out the way to progress in this area is to just run towards the cathedral. Mm. It looked like that was just like a bunch of water and I wasn't supposed to go down there to me. Yeah, I also kind of got stuck. So I just like couldn't figure out where the fuck I was supposed to go. I found like one of the torch blueprints and I was just like holding on to it. I was like, how do I do this? I like went back upstairs and talked to the archaeologists that you start talk to that tell you about the hole. I figured like maybe they tell you about the blueprints. Nope, they don't do shit. I had to go to the quest guide after like an hour. And it was like, yeah, if you go stand next to the cathedral, it summons an NPC. I hate that shit. It... Yeah. I, I think I complained about it to you. Um, I don't like it when the game triggers something by me standing somewhere. Um, this happens. Yeah, because it's not super obvious that you need to do that. Yeah, this happens as well um, when you are going back to uh, in the Vardorvis area, when you're going back to What's His Nuts house that he has mm-hmm. set up. When you walk over the thing, your like, character says a dialogue just automatically. And I was like already spam clicking on the uh, the trapdoor to go down, so I just completely yeah. missed that dialogue. And like yeah, I figured it, it was nothing in the the text or in your chat box. That'd be yeah. I figured better. it was probably nothing, but it's just it just kind of pisses me off when standing somewhere triggers something that I wasn't expecting, and I just like miss it or can't find it because standing there triggers it. I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, um, I, I I can understand that for sure. But yeah, overall, area's cool. Overstays its welcome. I think that's all I had to say about this. The Whisper fight's cool. I did not realize for like my first couple kills that you had to interact with the Blackstone to understand the mechanics of the boss. That That's a thing that I've heard a lot of people say, that yeah. they've gone through the quest, 
and like they didn't realize you needed to use the Blackstone. I don't remember. I was listening to a podcast or something and they were like, yeah, no, we all did. It was like four of us and we did the quest and none of us realized you needed to use the Blackstone. We all got lucky. Um, we were like running over the orbs and just eating the damage because we thought it was like, you know, that's what you had to do. And uh, at the ghost, we just thought you had to eat a 30 and we got lucky at the pillars uh, going behind the right ones. Yeah, I definitely got lucky at the pillars. I did not realize that you had to use the Blackstone there at all. Even after I knew yeah. you needed to use the Blackstone, I didn't know that you needed to use it on all of the special attacks. Yeah, same. Um, there was a bug uh, day of release where you could stand one tile behind it and uh, her attack that would damage or destroy the pillar wouldn't destroy the pillar. I think I did that unintentionally health. because I yeah. definitely just stood be- behind the same one. Yeah, so if you're one tile... If, if you left an air gap, it wouldn't destroy the tile or the pillar, so you could do it that way. But, but yeah, unfortunately, they they changed that, or maybe fortunately, doing I don't this know. kill intentionally, uh, knowing all the mechanics is pretty cool. Um, I'm glad the Venator bow sees some pretty much mandatory, not like mandatory, but it sees good use if you here. Want to do for it efficiently? Yeah, you need it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, the using the Shadow Realm in the boss fight is super cool. Um, I think they could have done like a colored chat message, like maybe like a, you know how the Blackstone turns kind of like yellow on the edges, uh, when yeah. you need to use it, maybe they could use that same yellow color in the chat box and have yeah, say the like Blackstone the Blackstone glows. Light glows with like strange energy. Like mm-hmm. maybe I know a lot of people don't look at their chat box anyways, but that I might have noticed it. <laughs> that might aid in, you know, helping some people figure out that's what you needed to do. Yeah, um, and maybe that message exists, and maybe it's just filtered, so it's useless. Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, the boss fight's cool. Uh, having used the Shadow Realm is neat. Um, sanity mechanics are cool. I did like the sanity and the like, uh, um, healthy status when I showed up to the Vardorvis area and I saw that there was a new health bar on my screen. That was like a whoa, interesting moment. I literally didn't notice the um the sanity mechanic during the whisperer <laughs> fight into like my third attempt. And I was like, Oh, that's why I'm dying. And then I figured I got the kill on the third attempt. That's funny. Yeah. I got my kill. I think it might've been my first attempt. I don't think I died at whisperer. Um, I just like tanked I, I a shit a ton times. of damage. Uh, I was just like, why am I suddenly taking like, you know, forty damage. Yeah, I didn't. Tick. I didn't really know what was going on, but I guess I just dealt enough DPS. Um, I I just went insane. The standard attack is really cool. Um, I like the you know range mage range or range range mage, and it's all very predictable. You know when she's gonna do certain patterns, which is nice. And at the end, you know she'll do two of one, two of the other, two sets of two, and then two sets of two. Yeah, very I think cool. it's really satisfying to do it. Yeah, and then the little tentacles that spit the water at you. Splash the water at you. Cool stuff. Good fight. I like it. Is it one tick in between attacks? So you have to one tick flick, right? Or... I... I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It does a good job of teaching you that. Because there's no other boss that teaches you that mechanic besides the Inferno. So yeah. it's a good way to get players into learning that. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, overall, pretty good fight. Uh, the Shadow Realm mechanics just kind of overstay their welcome. Um, the silent choir lore is cool. Um, 
the the hallucination moment where you get surrounded by a bunch of yourself is funny. Oh, it's so cool. I've seen a bunch of people doing like stupid gear setups for that. <laughs> um, it looks very silly. I wasn't the only one that thought they were going to get specked out, by the way. I've heard other people saying uh, they thought they were going to get killed by their own uh, oh. duplicates. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that, uh, but I could understand why you would expect that. Yeah. Um, overall, pretty cool area. Uh, the atmosphere here, I think, is definitely the coolest. It's so good. Uh, and then we have Duke. Mm-hmm. Duke. This area is cool. Um, I I enjoyed having all my shit taken away. Um and having this be kind of like an isolated puzzle. I liked that a lot, actually. Yeah, I've um, heard people say, like, the feeling of isolation here is... Uh, yeah, it's is, pretty cool. ...is really good. Because, like, you're in this massive prison, but there's no one else there. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. And so you're just like, what happened to all the prisoners? Because there's supposed to be prisoners here. Yeah. Where are they? And, like, learning the, the lore about, you know, what happened to the Duke is interesting. Uh, there's like this little subplot in some of the little lore about like uh, one of the guards and like a prisoner trying to like coordinate an escape because they kind of have figured out what's going on and they realize it's fucked yeah. up. It's all it's all very interesting. Um, apparently, there's like a dynamic. There's like the refugee camp in here, and like they were taking in human refugees. They were specifically humans, uh, and humans were like a lesser race at this period of time. Um, which is really interesting. And then they had like the actual prisoners and then there was some shit where they were like treating the refugees as prisoners because they were getting sick of humans or something. Super interesting stuff. Um, I'll be right back. You can keep rambling. I'll be like two seconds. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a, a whole ton more to say, but it's, oh, it's okay. I'll be back in yeah, like two seconds. I'll, I'll continue rambling anyways. Um, okay. you know, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the, the area is well modeled. Uh, the feeling of isolation is definitely good. Um, the music here is is kind of ties into that. It's just kind of like these low these low notes that play the whole time. Um, I'm going to talk about the puzzles when Spari gets back because I have some opinions about these goddamn puzzles in this area. Um, talking with the assassin is kind of cool because he's kind of a notorious character in... Uh, in old school um having been involved in the uh devious minds quest where you like make the the bow sword and then he just like shows up and fucks shit up i'm back i'm talking about the assassin um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. well, I, gotta... we'll probably, i'll probably talk a little bit more about him once we get to the end of the quest mm-hmm. um but it was it was kind of cool to kind of like team up with him for a little bit um yeah he's uh, not an enemy and you i like the way that he talks to you how he's very like um strategic I'm about what he says. Uh, he's <laughs> i'm better than you and he's also you know he's everything he says has a function and mm-hmm. you can kind of tell that he's that kind of person it, it's it's kind of a cool dynamic i like it um the puzzles in this area a little too esoteric for me um the first I only had a problem with one and a half of them. The first one where you just have to look at the banners and the candles, that one I got. That one was easy, yeah. like that one. Took me a second for that one, but I was Yeah, like, it took um... me a second, but I was like, oh, okay. Um yeah. What was the next one? Uh I think the next one's the room of chests. Yeah, the one that you had to spell out a word. That one sucks. 
That one sucks. That they've changed that one, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, they've changed that. I cannot comment on how much better or worse it was. I thought I've you had also to do... heard people say that one was very confusing. Um, yeah. In the same podcast that I was listening to, I, I want to say it was the real homie hour, but I, I can't remember. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I wouldn't um, They said it took them, like, a, a group of them 40 minutes to figure out that one puzzle. I I spent maybe 20, 30 minutes trying to figure it out on my own. I thought you had to do something way more complicated than what the actual solution was. Um, so I was like labbing it up. I thought there was like some really interesting, unique solution. And then I finally like got my solution and it was like a real word that I would be putting in and the letters weren't there. And I was like, come on, man. And then I looked up the solution and I was disappointed because it was way easier than what I was actually trying to do. Um, generally disappointing. Um, this was something I talked about, uh, when I was kind of reviewing Tunic, the game Tunic. Um, I really mm. appreciated that in Tunic, I could solve all the puzzles where, and they required me to think a decent amount, but I was able to figure it out and it yeah, didn't take me forever. Moon logic. Yeah. It wasn't like crazy moon logic. I was able to figure them all out. I really enjoy it when puzzles can kind of nail that, that difficulty area that is is just challenging enough that you can figure it out yourself with enough time um but not you know moon logic that you just have to fucking look it up um that is a very difficult area to achieve because it is subjective everybody is can be better or worse at solving puzzles so it yeah. is as you know we're both we have both been dms in the past or present <laughs> designing puzzles can be very challenging Oh my god! I had, I've, I think I've talked about this puzzle on the podcast already, but I had a puzzle where it was like this big, long poem about dwarves and their love for hammers and how even the gods yeah, yeah, of dwarves, def- I'm pretty sure their symbols are hammers. And I kept referencing hammers, but never specifically said the word hammer. Um, and I was like, it's the tool they use to forge and the symbol of their gods. And it gets to the end of the poem, and it's like, what am I? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, and then they start naming the gods. I'm like, no, it's not the god. It's, I, I said the name of the yeah, god in the poem. And designing like, oh. puzzles is hard. Then it's the, the, the yeah, I'm going to stop ranting about that. Designing puzzles It took puzzles them like an hour to solve that. So I, I totally understand, you know, trying to, to nail the difficulty with these ones um, is, is challenging. Um, but that one just felt kind of weird. The next one. I think I could have figured it out on my own, but I was getting a little impatient and I already had the guide open. So I just kind of looked at the guide. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I looked at the guide for the for the chess puzzle because I don't know how you're supposed to solve that before. I definitely could have solved this one because um, the only thing I wasn't able to figure out is I equipped the lantern. Oh, you're, you're talking about the lantern now. Um, yeah, I'm talking about the lantern one. Um, cause that one I opened the guide for, right. And then I already had it open and I got to this one yeah. and I got like, that one wasn't too bad. I got like a little stuck and I probably could have kept going to figure it out, but I already had the guide open and I was just like, I don't care anymore. This, is the, this was the last to... area for me. So yeah. Figuring out you needed to like go outside yeah, to that, do that. I was... wasn't, I didn't figure that out. I was like searching all over inside of the room. I never got anywhere yeah. towards the exit. So I was like, what the fuck does this stupid lantern do? I can't remember if there is like a symbol on the inside of the room to tell there you to go not. outside of it, but there, they should add a symbol to tell you. There is that. a symbol right next to the door to tell you to go outside. Mm. Um, 
I think they could have added like maybe one or two more arrows in that room that you would like walk over and like, you know, kind of point them towards the door. And you're like, that probably would have made it a little bit easier. But that one's pretty good. That puzzle is actually okay. I just was impatient and skipped that one, essentially. Um, Oh, and I forgot to mention what's his nut uh, chases you around um, after you complete the first puzzle. Every time you walk around, he just like starts casting ancient magics at you. You just like pray mage and just keep uh, running. Yeah, but it's so the music's so cool good. that he shows up. Yeah. It's it's like um, uh, Resident Evil just having like uh the fuckers that just show up and you're like, yeah. yeah. I don't think he has the same vibe as like a Mister X or someone. He kind of doesn't feel like shit. That's fair. Um, he, but he's it, kind of a pushover. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a little bitch. Um, and he doesn't really do anything to scare you. He like might hit you for a lot if you're not praying mage, but then you can just start praying mage and running around and you get these old rations that are the same thing as the things from the scar, uh, that just heal you, give you some prayer points and give you the stam effect. So you essentially have unlimited food and unlimited prayer and you can just kind of run away from him. He moves at walking speed. I I thought it was cool at first. But he just kind of became a, a nuisance. Um, I, and not even a nuisance. I just kind of ran away. It was like, oh, no, yeah. he's run, He's getting me. Oh, he's really going to catch up. <laughs> it was cool like the first time, though. Um, yeah. But it, I, I it wasn't, it. It wasn't an it was active neat. deterrence. I didn't get frustrated by him. It's just he kind of became a non-issue, you know? He, he doesn't show up that much that I thought it was no. annoying. It wasn't annoying by any means. It's like but two or three times. The the danger of his existence wore off very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time he showed up, I was just like, excuse me. Yeah, I was me? like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, then there's another puzzle. Um, oh, there's a book puzzle. Uh, you, like, go into one of the cells, and you have to, you like, find this note that talks about the library. And you can go into the library, and you can find a copy of, uh, what the fuck is it called? The Lusty... Uh, something or <laughs> the, other. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's a reference to the lusty Argonian maid from uh, yeah. Skyrim, and I I was laughing my ass off. That shit's fucking funny. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other books in there that were like named funny things, which I appreciated. Um, but you have to find. Uh, I believe the solution is like wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, you just like use a cipher to. Uh, pick out the first four letters of each of these books or some shit. I don't remember. I already had the guide open, and I'll be honest, I just I just looked up the answer again. It's kind of like how I think you someone told me the solution. It's kind of like one. how you didn't pay attention to the scar because it was your last area. I didn't pay a whole ton yeah. of attention here because it was my last area. That's fair. Um, but it was cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I still liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can also enter death into this chest because I was just like going through the letters I found at first to see if I could just like cheese the puzzle by putting in some word and I put in death and it didn't work and I was sad and then I discovered that it was wrath and I was like oh man I was close <laughs> I think for the one that's lies you can put like cock or something yeah in it. you can put some stupid shit um, yeah but then you get to the end post of someone um, you have to like kind of just survive from uh, the the guy for a little bit which was somewhat panic inducing um, he can kind of fuck you up. I'm going to be honest. I just ran circles around the room. Yeah, th- I started doing that when I ran out of food. And I was like, oh, this guy sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I realized I'm like, oh, I can't actually do this anything. This guy ain't shit. And then I just started running circles, and he literally couldn't do yeah, anything he, to me. Eventually, he like teleports to you, and he'll freeze you. But then you can just keep running circles. Uh, I never got frozen by him. I didn't even know he could do that. Yeah, he could freeze you. Or like teleport. Um, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, I trapped him behind a wall for too long, and he teleported over next to me and froze me. Hmm. Um, but then he like gets super frozen by the assassin, and so he's like stuck there. Sucks to be you, buddy. Um, then you go to uh, the area to fight the Duke, and you fight the Duke. The Duke is a fight. This is a fight that exists. <laughs> um, yeah, this. Yeah, the intro is kind of like theoretically somewhat interesting. Um, I mean, when you, when I saw the boss, I was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah, then we the, fought, the theming of this boss, boss is very cool. Like, oh. I like the idea that he's just like this huge mass of flesh that's like fucking yeah. oozing out of the walls. Yeah, very so cool. fat, you know. And I I think that they probably got too caught up with the idea of having you interact with all these parts of the room that he has like grown into, mm-hmm. and so this kind of ended up with this like weird skilling thing that you have to do at the beginning of the fight. Which isn't yeah. too bad of an issue, and it reminds me of like doing gauntlet prep, where if you treat it but as do trying to do like it... doing gauntlet prep, like no. I, I thought that's like the weak part but of gauntlet. that is the weak part of gauntlet, and yeah, that is also the weak part of this fight. But in my opinion, if you treat it as a challenge to do it as quickly as possible, it becomes more interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's tech manipulation you can do to like do it faster. So, but so, you, but I'm gonna overall I'm gonna say something. I don't know if you've seen this. Um it's literally inefficient to make the potions because it's actually faster world record method. You just grab uh four of one mushroom, grind it up into dust and then run over to the boss and use the dust on uh the boss over and over again. And it uh it's like a second or two faster to do that than to make the potions. That is awful. <laughs> yeah, that is truly you, you, awful. Yeah, it's like, why is that faster? Like, you have to do a bunch of spam clicking, which is terrible. Yeah. You shouldn't have had to do that. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, this fight's... I, I and, and the fight itself, even after you finish it, in my opinion, not that great. Yeah, no, it's... I think it's The sulfur mechanic is the most fight. interesting part. Um, I think that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that great. Um, um, this fight overall has just kind of a meme. Um, it's the fight that people go to because it's kind of AFK. Yeah, it's kind of easy. You, um, you which, just get into which a rhythm. In its own respect, has you know some value. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the timing is not the same as Verzik. Um. Yeah. Someone told me it was, and then yeah. I've heard since then that it's not. I do not believe it is, but I have done. I kind of wish it was like the, twice. So I, I kind of wish it was the same timing, so that's so that could be a way to like learn the Verzik walk. It yeah. Seems well, like a they lot don't of these think fights, about that. That's fair. Feels like a lot of these fights though have like pretty applicable. I think that um, that is all by accident. If I'm being honest, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of the like inferno relevant teaching that is happening is all by accident, which is fine in my opinion. I think that they should just Mm -hmm. focus on making an interesting boss first, and I think that they have overall done a very good job. Duke is still interesting, but he's by far the weakest fight. Uh, in terms of mechanics, it is just 
there is a yeah. huge gap between Duke and all of the other bosses, in my opinion. I, I think Duke is still a good fight. Yeah, it's not bad, but um, it's it's very weak in comparison. In my but opinion. yeah, when, when it when it's put in contrast to the other fights, it feels really out of place. Yeah, especially uh, since I think the area like the Gorok prison is like an interesting area beforehand. Like I I like the area and I thought the puzzles were pretty fun. Yeah, uh, for the most part. But once you get to the fight, then it's like, oh, okay, that's it. That's that's the boss. Yeah, just kind of, especially since shoots. he's also kind of like this, this you know, this hulking mass. Yeah, like he they're... shoots magic and sometimes slams you if you're bad. And the eyeball attack was really cool. The first time I got hit by that, I was just like, oh shit, I almost died. And then I figured out the mechanic, and yeah. it's fine. It's pretty cool. Um, but overall, you know, kind of weak. Area is cool though, no huge complaints with the area other than the puzzles being perhaps a little, a little too esoteric, moon logicy in some cases. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all of the the areas you got to go to. Then you have to find the desert treasure. Every time you complete one of these bosses, you get a medallion. And similarly to Desert Treasure One, when you're holding the gems, you have a chance to get attacked by the assassin in Desert Treasure Mysterious Two. Mysterious figure. Uh, sure. Oh. Yeah, in Des- yeah, I'm talking about Desert Treasure 1. Both. Desert Treasure 2, this is not a chance this time. This just happens. Every time um, you show up to the vault... Or Stranger in the first one. Yeah. Every time you show up to the vault uh, with a medallion, you have an encounter with the mysterious figure. This guy fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she. Uh, sure, whatever. Uh, I, she I, fucks. I like this character. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you get any of the two... Uh, very interesting encounters with her that you can get. She pulled up in my house. Yeah, okay, you got that one. That shit was fucking um, funny. Yeah, I was just like, excuse me? She's like, hey, nice place you got here, Spari. And I was like, it fucking excuse me? I thought it was uh, my buddy Serenade in my POH because he <laughs> uses it all the time. No, it was the mysterious figure and she starts freaking ice barraging me and tribriding me. Yeah, that shit and- was funny. And de-spearing me. And this I was, was like, what? For me, this happened after I did the whisper. So I just had my mage gear. Um, mm. I I did not run away. I decided that I was going to kill her. So when I finished maging her, I would just kick her. Yeah, I had blowpipe. <laughs> so I blowpiped her and then would kick her. Um, and, and I just constantly I just, blowpipe. Yeah, I just stood next to my pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get fucked, idiot. Um. No real reason to fight her, though, unfortunately. No, but it was it was very silly. Um, yeah. I liked that a lot. Do you um, know what the other option is instead of her arriving in your POH? Uh, no. If you teleport to uh, Narda, she can spawn in as the sandwich lady. That is hilarious. And she'll be like, baguettes, and you talk to her, and then she's like, surprise, it, it was me. That's funny. I assume that's for people that have the uh, the elite diary done, and they just assumed that people would Narda telly. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't because I was Narda tellying constantly. That is very silly. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, she'll. Uh, you know, I think she it her dialogue is a uh, JoJo reference um, where she's like, uh, "You thought it was the sandwich lady, but it was me." Yeah, I th- I think she says that. I could be wrong. But yeah, uh, once you have and all if four... And if you dismiss the sandwich lady, too, she 
changes and attacks no, you. That's funny. Yeah. But once you have all four of these medallions, once you're bringing the fourth one to the vault, she just fucking knocks you out. She's sick of your shit. She mm-hmm. just fucking kicks your ass. Um, which I don't really understand how she does that. Um, she must have some really cool spec weapon that I'm not aware of that just like kills you in one hit. Uh, that she, for some reason, chooses to not fucking use earlier or ever again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> it, I understand that it's just kind of you know a plot point, but it seems very strange that she seems to be somewhat grounded in the idea of actually like tryburning you and fighting you. Oh, apparently it's a trap that she places there. And you walk onto the trap. Sure, whatever. According <laughs> to the quest guide. Sure. But, like, who yeah, the fuck traps know. you and then leaves a goddamn hair clip in the fucking cell? Jesus fucking Yeah, Christ. I don't know. <laughs> That's some fucking typical villain shit. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, you use a hair clip. You escape from the fucking uh, prison cell she puts you in. And then you go and just find a chest with all your shit. Yeah. Typical, and then you have a fight with her. Typical villain bullshit. You know. The fight with her isn't super different from the other two fights no. you could have with her. Um, I think the only difference is like sometimes she'll shoot an orb at you and you just gotta move away from the orb after yeah. she freezes you. As long as you just spam click to move after you've been frozen, you'll always dodge it. It's not terribly interesting. Yeah, but I like this character. This was a, a kind of a cool appearance here and there. Yeah. Uh, Too bad she's dead now. We killed her, and we didn't even get her stick. Bullshit. Yeah, I really want her armor as a transmog to Virtus. It'd be kind of cool. I feel like the her armor kind of fits in with the old school style better than Virtus does. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I think Virtus looks fine. But, yeah, no, I think um, it's fine. But I think her armor still looks cool and looks a lot more old school. I don't yeah, think it looks as that. cool as <laughs> Virtus does. It's a bit more simple, but some of the more simple designs do tend to look a bit more old school. So I don't know. I just like the look of like the chain mail over the robes. Yeah. I think it's, that a, it's an Aram style, Aram style appearance. Yeah. And it doesn't look as weird as Aram's does. Yeah. Cause Aram's is like full chain mail robes. Whereas this is like kind of part of the mm-hmm. robes is chain mail, which is cool. I just really like yeah. her stick. I think it's sick. Um, It's not really practical as a weapon. I don't think, but it looks cool and I want it. Um, once you kill her, uh, you like sh- you like teleport out, which I don't really understand. Why do you teleport out? And there's like a little rock that's like misplaced, which is clearly like the entrance to this spot. So why don't you just like go up a ladder? I don't yeah, really, I don't know. I don't really get it. Um, I, interested to I, see if we I'm gonna ever be honest, get any more just, lore about her. I just straight up teleported out of the the area once I got my stuff. Yeah, if you walk out of like the barrier, you just get like teleported up onto the surface south of the uh, the sandstone quarry, and there's like there's like some new rocks on the ground that are clearly like supposed to be like the entrance to this hideout. Yeah, well, I don't know why that's not like a ladder. Then. Yeah, seems a bit odd, but As it's a funny little battle. Um, yeah, and then you go to the final fight at yeah. the ancient vault. There's a cool cutscene. There's a cool cutscene. There's a Spider-Man moment. Um, yeah, where all the the Majorat like, oh no, it was you, oh it was you, and then it was Slisk the whole time. Yeah, they're like, there's four of us, but five Majorat in the area, and then uh, it's like, haha, you thought I was Asgarnia Smith, but really I'm the Majorat Slisk. Uh, apparently, it's uh, Sliske, by the way. Sure, according to the J mods, whatevs. 
I'm going to still say Slisk. Um, yeah, and then he's like, I am actually all the NPCs that have been helping you throughout the entire quest. I fucking hated that. Really? In my opinion, that fucking ruined so many of the plot points. Um, really? The idea of the, um, like, specifically the Vardorvis guy, like, talking to him and, like, you know, hearing his story and, like, kind of trying to team up That's with him. That's fair. Yeah. It, it just of... ruined that immediately. It just didn't I... matter anymore. <sighs> It, For the other NPCs, I think it's fine, though. The assassin also, like, I get that it's like, okay, well, he took their form when they died. When did the assassin die? Did he kill them? Like, Is, maybe Was that he, the lore there? Maybe he died in the prison. Maybe he killed them. I don't know. Like, it's pretty obvious that um, uh, Wizard Bitch probably just died when she went into the scar. Yeah. Um, But I felt like it kind of ruined the idea of all these NPCs that all had like a theoretically interesting lore tie. And then Slisk is like, but it was me the whole time. And I, I, I felt that like that was kind of lame. Um, mm-hmm. I was not a huge fan of that plot point. It doesn't ruin the quest by any means, but I thought it was kind of lame. Um, but, but what did you think about the Barrows brothers? That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, he- I always knew that the Barrows brothers were like, you know, I, I, um Zerosian in alignment i didn't know that i did um that is reinforced it is it is just kind of like background lore i think i think that's like leftover rs3 shit that i know of um okay so i was just kind of knew that but it was also hinted at in that new uh in the mini quest um gotcha the barrows uh strange old man went fucking insane um interesting so that was a that was kind of a hint at that. Um, yeah, I thought they were Ceridomin in nature. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, no, they are Zerosian. Um, Interesting. Which I think is kind of shoehorn, even in RS3. Um, I don't think they were originally intended to be that, but they just kind of ended up being that. Um, they might not be Zerosian, but obviously they were uh, loyal to the Majorat at the very least. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. These bosses, uh, you have to fight four bosses in a row, being the four forms that Slisk took uh, to trick you. Um, not he tricked you, but he like claims that it's to figure out if you're worthy or whatever. Fuck, I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, he is trying to steal this like horn thing, mm-hmm. um, and he claims that it's gonna like make it so the Majorat don't need to do their ritual where they have to kill one of them off so the rest of them can keep living. Um, it's a cool plot point. I, I, I'm okay with the Majorat, uh, kind of storyline. I think it's a bit overhyped personally. Um, I think that any quest can be this cool. I feel like it doesn't need to be the Majorat storyline that's going this hard, but it's still cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to get some like cool stuff later on with, uh, some of the other storylines yeah. that are going to probably go pretty hard. I'm interested to see, especially like the, the Camdozel stuff, the Imkando dwarves. Um, mm-hmm. Cause they reference like their original home city uh, was taken by something akin to the whisper, if not exactly the whisper. Um, yeah. So the, the RS three lore for this is um, it's a guy uh, or it's a God. Uh, from the second age named Zao Tak. 
the line, do you really think you can save them, is, like, his line. Um, and, like, the, the obelisk thing that you find in the the Lassar area is from him. That's, like, his thing. Well, now it's um, fucking gone, maybe. Yeah, so... It would check out that Slisk would, would destroy that. Because he, like, destroyed yeah, all the like, other fucking artifacts as well. Yeah, because he's, like... Oh, wait. Uh, Hang on. A really weird god. I'll, I'll, I'll link his page in the in the description of the podcast, but... The assassin has always been Slisk. Yeah. Because he admits to having destroyed the one, the artifact that was on Entrana as well. Mm-hmm. That's lame. I'm going to be think, honest. I think all the NPCs have always been Slisk. Well, like... I don't think so, because he, he mentions that they were all real people at one point. But he took their form when they died. Well, I think since we've been interacting with them, like the moment we start interacting with any of them, they've already been Slisk and have been Slisk for a while, probably. Like the only reason we're interacting with them is because they're Slisk and Slisk wants us to to go down this path. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. That seems kind of lame. That's fair. I feel like it would be more interesting if like, for example, uh, what's her not mage lady? died in the abyss and then he took her form to trick us into you know uh that could be true shit that seems like a more interesting plot point to me i don't think it really necessarily matters from matters to me okay that's fair because i don't i've never been a fan the player will never know yeah at what point she died realistically no but it matters but to fr- me. From like a narrative perspective, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Because um, yeah, I I just thought it was kind of lame when he was like, "Who's me?" the whole time. Not a not a plot point I've ever really liked. Yeah. Especially like I don't mind it when it's like one person where it's like I was this person in disguise the whole time. But when he's like, "It was me always. I was doing everything. I was everyone." I did it. I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, the, let's talk about the mechanics more. Um, you got to do four boss fights in a row. Um, you got to fight, uh, the assassin is first, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the assassin Assassin's first. This is the same the, fight as from secrets of the North. Um, cool. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. It's slightly different in that he drops pink clouds too oh, yes. the pink Healing clouds heal him i didn't yeah. realize that till after the quest because i never lured him into the pink ones yeah why would you do it when the white ones do what you need them to do um i died the only time i died was at this uh, crossbow bitch um because i just didn't know what the fuck was going on um, yeah i, I realized, died to her I realized, like three times i realized as i died to her the first time that you could stand behind the guys to block the damage. I was like, oh. Yeah, Apparently the shadows were also dealing more damage than intended. Um, I believe in the the change notes they said that they um, fixed an issue that was causing them to deal more damage than intended. Okay, yeah, because I was eating shit Yeah, because they shred the fuck out of you. Yeah, I was like, okay, I need two dudes to be alive in case she does two of her special attacks but like if she does two special attacks then i'm like eating it or if i'm keeping two alive then i'm eating a ton of damage so it's Let like me check the blog real quick but i'm pretty sure they said that one of the fixes they did was um they uh Hitler and her cl- clones were not doing the right amount of damage this has been changed so they're closer yeah. to what we had intended 
So I don't okay. know if that means reduced or increased, but I really hope it means reduced. reduced because Jesus Christ, she shredded the shit out of me. That is like yeah. where once I got past that her, is where I literally fifty percent of my food went. Yeah, I used almost all my supplies at her. Um, but yeah, then you just fight uh, Cassande again, which is the alchemist guy. Um, literally yeah. the same mechanic. Cassinade was a, a a fun fight. He, um, his his mechanics were slightly different this time. He did like huge portions of the map oh yeah the stomp was different yeah that was cool um yep that was cool i brought uh melee because that's what i ended up doing for him during the quest and i'm like oh thank god i'm in melee range because jesus christ trying to run across the room to dodge would be terrible yep and then you fight uh preston the wizard bitch um Mm -hmm. She just kind of like shoots you and occasionally shoots out a little portal that will summon leeches that attack you. Yeah, I think she does like lightning too or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. She summons like uh, I would Toa call, lightning. I was about to call it Toa lightning, but it's actually technically from uh, Sins of the Father first. Oh, okay. Either way, uh, you, you just got to dodge that. Yeah, dodge the lightning. I, I had no problem portals. with her fight. Yeah, her that fight one was, was easy. super easy. Very easy. Um. And then Sliss gets away with the Elderhorn. Uh, you talk to Azandra uh, about, oh, that one's not the Frostenhorn. Uh, that one's the Elderhorn. He reveals that he was that doctor from the beginning at the Golem area. Um, that one I wasn't so pissed about uh, because, once again, that was one person that he was disguising himself as and mm-hmm. also not a significant person. Yeah. Like a super significant person. That one it's- felt like a more deserved disguise. Um, yeah, it's notable, by the way, that it's not the Frost and Horn. Um, they they deliberately chose for it to not be the Frost and Horn because in RS three, that's how like we start the you know oh we're talking to the gods again and the gods are reestablished oh, in in world lore. Thank fucking um, god. Yeah, Mod Ed talked about like he doesn't want that to be the way the quests go. <sighs> A man after my own heart. Yeah, if you haven't listened to Mod Ed talk on um on the modcasts uh there I'll, I'll link that one as well i'm linking a lot of stuff in this description but i'll, I'll link that one uh he talks lore with aiza who aiza is just kind of there <laughs> he's there to <laughs> ask questions uh but it's a good q a um i'm glad to hear that that is very reassuring um yeah. it seems like what I want out of the lore and what he wants out of the lore is probably yeah. somewhat aligned. And we had talked in the past on this podcast. Yeah, we like, had that. We, we had that thing want... about quests because that was why I wanted to talk about that survey that one time about. Uh, yeah. They did the survey about like what people want out of quests. Yeah, I'm really glad they're they're going down that route and not uh, bringing the gods back. Yeah, because I I think it's, I think mm-hmm. living in a post god world. Where remnants yeah, of not, the gods he specifically still said we don't want. He does not want the fifth age. Yeah, I, I think living in a post gods world where the gods did exist and artifacts of their power still remain, but it's up to humanity to choose what to do with them is significantly more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then you get the upgraded ring of shadows. You get the yeah. or the ring of visibility. You get the upgraded ring of visibility, which is the ring of shadows. 
and was bugged for a little bit. It didn't work with one of the quest steps or the clue steps you needed. Nice. And it also so. didn't work in uh, Howard's Sepulchre lobby to see the ghosts. Nice. That should all be fixed now, though. Yes. Um, Ring of Shadows has a cool model. Uh, it's got some base stats on it, which is kind of neat. By the time you yeah. get to this quest, you probably won't need it's for it for its stats. I can't imagine you would. Um, but it's kind of cool that it has stats. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of neat. And yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, it's a f- mostly free item. It's an easily reobtainable item. So if yeah. you want to go to the wilderness, you can just bring this, I guess. Yeah, because um, when I go to the wilderness, I'm like, I don't want to risk any ring. They're not worth enough for me to like not risk something this else. Is like 70k rebuy, right? 75k. Yeah. Okay. So it's like not, this is something you bring risk. if you're if you're doing like revenants or something and you don't care about the ring of wealth uh, yeah. drop table change. Could be interesting. Um, yeah, some other small changes they've made or not so small changes. Um, the drop rates at all the bosses were buffed by about 20 to 30 percent, depending on the boss. Um, so if you were uh, doing the bosses, the rate was somewhere between a 1 in 75 and a 1 in 180, depending on which one. Um, yeah, I do appreciate so that now they've given us the exact rates. Common. And it is very interesting and cool that um, the rates are somewhat balanced to how long the boss takes on average. Yeah. It's very nice to see. Very cool. Yeah, Whisper used to be a 1 in... Uh, 77. 77 and now it's a 1 in 64 so she got like the smallest change because it was pretty in line with everything else already um but like Vardorvis went from a 1 in 80 to a 1 in 136 Duke is a 1 in 90 when he was a 1 in 108 so it's like a a little bit of a change Leviathan's down from 120 to 96 so yeah I think Leviathan actually got the biggest change which is sick because I'm going back to Leviathan eventually I love that boss yeah um I would have loved to have seen some kind of addressing for uh, the Awakened bosses kind of just not being worth grinding at all. Um, They do note that they have a three times chance to hit the unique table, but that doesn't feel like enough to me. Um, You had discussed in the past the idea of getting the orb back on a successful kill. Yeah, I've heard people talking about that. I'm not sure... The problem with that is that if you are good enough to get consistent kills, yeah, you now have uh, a free three times chance to hit the table, yeah, uh, forever, just over and over again for a little bit of extra effort yeah. depending on it, the boss. Get guaranteeing your orb back on kill is, in theory, like a decent way to reward it, but it yeah. feels like it could be very, very powerful. Yeah, the I think Whisperer isn't too hard um awakened i think i remember people saying that one wasn't too much different yeah uh there's um, just like more uh tentacles that whip uh water at you so you have to basically always do an l movement to avoid it gotcha um yeah that basically goes from you know the one in uh what is it now yeah one in 64 um, 64 to a a, a one in uh 22 so that's, that's yeah that's pretty crazy that's pretty crazy if you can do that kill or that boss pretty consistently, especially if you have shadow where your kills yeah, are going to be just pretty quick. Farm the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the way to do it. Um, maybe it's fine as it is. I don't really know. 
but it does feel like it is perhaps a little not worth it to farm them. I am not mm-hmm. sure. Maybe, I maybe mean, as the price of the Awakeners or maybe goes it. down, maybe it'll be more worth it. People are farming anyways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So who knows? We'll see. I'm not going to do yeah. it. So I will. I'm bad. I, I would have like, enough cha- challenge with the regular versions. I would eventually like to get Blood Torva. I think I could do it, but it's not anytime soon. Yeah, it's purely cosmetic. So yeah. Um. I really want to do, of any of them, I just want to be able to do Awaken Leviathan. Um, people are saying it's like the hardest boss in the game. Um, I don't even care that it's the hardest boss in the game. I just like the boss fight, and I want to be able to do the harder one. Yeah, I heard it's really rewarding to do it. Um, yeah, it seems super cool. No monkey. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking coming over that boss. Um yeah. A lot of the HLC seems to really enjoy that fight. Yeah. Um, it's a cool fight. I like it. Uh, overall, yeah. yeah, Desert Treasure 2. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, final thoughts. Um, yeah, as far as story goes, my only big complaint was Slisk being everyone just felt lame. Uh, I can understand where you're coming from for that. Uh, the areas overall were pretty good with some of their mechanics feeling a little eh, could have been better, but mm-hmm. overall still positive experience. Um, the length was good. Um, about what yeah. I expected. Doing it blind, you know, took a while, but I feel like, you know, if you want to do it blind, you're probably fine with it being that long. If you don't want to do it blind, you can probably bust it out in like two or three hours. Yeah. But uh, overall, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we're at like three hours and almost 30 minutes here. I think I've said my piece. Yeah, we're not going to hit the four-hour episode on this one. Um, but if you do want to hear the four-hour episode, make sure you follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to because I have a strong feeling the next one might be pretty long. Yeah, um, most likely. If you want to... Uh, have some visual aspect to this uh you can head over to our youtube at youtube.com slash at gothics rest uh where i think bird is finally after like a month of me saying maybe we'll get this soon uh actually uploading the youtube edits episodes five and six are 100 percent going up tomorrow which will be sunday the 6th um the seventh is the episode where we did the uh, mini game tier list. So I decided I wanted to edit that part. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably how these are going to kind of go moving forwards. Um, if there's anything like these things that you link uh, specifically, it might be helpful in the future if um, you like mark down what time in the recording it is. That uh, I talk about it. Yeah. When we talk about it or like yeah, I when I that. talk about it, I might start doing that as well. Because then for like those things specifically, I could like flash it up on the screen um, rather than literally fucking everything flashing up on the screen. Because that just takes way, 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 way too long. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll probably end up doing it more of like a um, something interesting happens in this episode. So I'm going to edit a a video portion for this portion of the episode. I will no longer be doing full episodes. Episode six uh, has literally nothing. I did not change anything i just made it so that the intro does the little fade in the break does a little uh, unblur and then reblur and then the outro exists that is all it has i did not give Jeez. a fuck so 
And that's uh, fine. I it's a podcast. It's for your ears. It's not for your eyes. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh head over there. Uh make sure you subscribe, hit the bell notification if you want to know when it's coming out there. If and you're like a, the a video enjoyer. and like the video, it, it does help with engagement. Um you can also leave comments, uh tell us what what you think and how we're doing because um I might read you know, them. We, who knows? I definitely will read them. I, I enjoy getting feedback from people. Um, if you want to leave feedback as well, you can join us on uh, Discord where we record these live. There is no barrier to entry for that. You can just hop into the broadcasting chat when we go live and you can listen to this with your ear holes. Um, you can also uh, chat with us in here. Um, I sometimes post questions or just talk about random game stuff because I'm a nerd and I love this game. Um, Game I was talking about uh, Fang nerfs the other day. Yeah, that's probably something uh, we're going to talk about on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to talk about that on Tuesday. So get ready for that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Guthics Rest Pod, uh, where I will tweet stuff occasionally and do a lot of RuneScape retweeting. So uh, it's also a good way to get in touch with us. If you don't use Discord, but you do use Twitter, good way to to. To get in contact. Um, don't you mean X? Uh, I will never call it X. <laughs> How dare you? Just you? did. Caught him. Uh, anyways, uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash GothicsRest where you can support us if you enjoy the content and you want to see more. It does help a ton. Um, I'm still working on figuring out perks. If you have any suggestions for that, let me know. But uh, I think going forward, I'm going to try to do at least like once a month having like a bonus episode go up there whether or not it's just one of us or both of us i don't know i kind of enjoyed doing the ramble stuff so i might do more of that <laughs> especially should... since i can just <laughs> talk for an hour and then just throw it up without really doing much editing you remember how um uh you were complaining about markiplier's podcast where they did that episode where they just like did yoga yeah we should just do bullshit episodes at some point <laughs> that'd be fun like we could do it. I could like set up a camera and we just play Spirit Island for an episode. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> but I don't want my face on cam. Yeah, that's true. I could just have it like a. I could hang it on the ceiling and it would just be like our hands <laughs> interacting with the board. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the final thing. Uh, if you don't like Patreon, you you don't really want to do a recurring subscription thing. You just want to do a one time donation. You can do that via uh, coffee or Kofi. Still don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, at ko-fi.com slash gothicsrest uh, and support my caffeine addiction. Yeah, caffeine. Woo. Uh, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, yeah. Um, that's what I wanted All to right. say. Good. Goodbye. See you.